which which draws into question like when when the girl is like oh he's he's so damn handsome or everyone's talking about f you know free guys if they can see him as if he was Ryan Reynolds but she is basically looking at fucking uh, you know Sky original Skyrim level yeah. graphics here I'm so. like I know that we are living in a post Baldur's Gate 3 world where people are a little bit more open to the idea of Maybe romanceable NPC should exist in a video game, but with the graphics presented to me in this movie, I don't know that I believe that anyone would be like. Yeah. But maybe this guy's kind of cute, actually. Yeah. Again, when you because yeah because when you actually see him, it's like okay, that's a sim. Okay. That's <laughs> that's that's some PlayStation like one maybe two at most ass graphics going on in there. Uh, you're you're a year out from like the Tomb Raider triangle pixel tits at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Hello and welcome to Movie Struck, a podcast about movies and the people who watch them. I'm your host, Sophia Ricciardi, and I am joined today by YouTuber and uh, Percy Jackson maximum coverage guy, Dominic Noble. Dom, welcome Hello back there. to the show. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's, it's your boy. It's it's Dom. <laughs> yes, we've been lucky enough to have Dom on the podcast before. Now he's back, and uh, I will ask you the question that I ask at the top of every episode: Why did we watch Free Guy? Ah, uh, because you needed a guest, and I like Free Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Is the the realistic answer? <laughs> yes the uh, the <laughs> the Doyleist explanation revealed at last. Um, but yeah, we're, we're talking about the movie Freak Guy today. Uh, this is one that I missed when it came out, and I'm interested to see uh, how you liked it. Um, but we'll just dive right on in. We open on some peppy music over Free City as a narrator who is Ryan Reynolds picks up uh, over a video of a, a guy skydiving in in sunglasses. And the voiceover tells us that this is a sunglasses person and that people with sunglasses are the heroes of this world, of the people who get to do whatever they want. No laws apply to them. They can skydive in through the sky as helicopters rain gunfire on them, jump into a convertible that's not theirs with a very attractive woman and drive away. And like, not this just is any all person, Channing them. Tatum, no less. <laughs> it is Channing Tatum, yeah. Who I. Every time, like, I actually Googled him to make sure I didn't do this. I always refer to him as Chevy Chase because I, I don't know why. <laughs> Very different person. As Very Red would say, that's all the way wrong. Actors. Yeah. Different person altogether, different age group, different kind different of thing. Different era. There's a C involved, and my beautiful dyslexic brain is just like that fixated on that. But yes, Ch Chevy yes. Chase skydives into a, uh, into a convertible. <laughs> Might have given a bit of the game away a little early if this had been a Chevy Chase type person uh, as opposed to a Channing Tatum, like mm. generic, like beautiful guy kind of look, uh, yep. generic action hero build to a, uh, a much older man. Um, mm -hmm. The narrator, Ryan Reynolds, considers this guy a hero, even though we see on screen that he has caused uh, massive pileups in his car chase. And we leave this car chase in through a window to an apartment where the narrator introduces himself as guy he lives in paradise um we get the routine of guy he wakes up and greets his goldfish goldie uh gets dressed in his uniform one of his myriad of exact same blue polo shirts he gets ready for his job he works at the bank um mm -hmm. he gets the same breakfast every morning he goes to get his medium coffee cream two sugars uh and as soon as he drinks it he does a little line about like how it's like 
the greatest thing he's ever tasted. Very. Uh, it's worth <laughs> noting language. that while he is doing all this, there is a Fortnite level amount of violence going on in the background, just yes. constantly. There's people like crashing cars, there's people shooting policemen in the face, there's like helicopters, all sorts of crazy shit going on in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, I was like, this is just the uh, adult version of the Lego movie. He's just fully doing the opening from that. Uh, and just instead of Chris Pratt's voice, I am listening to Ryan Reynolds <laughs> say it. So he talks about how today is going to be not a good day, a great day. Um, and he goes through all of his morning routines. He almost buys a pair of shoes, but when he goes to check his bank account, he's a few dollars short. Um he meets up with his security guard buddy named Buddy to talk about how great their days are going to be. These two are best friends. Um, and when he goes to work, uh, the only thing that seems to like shake his good mood is uh, after helping an old couple, he laments that he is alone despite looking for love for so long. Just then, bank robbers bust in and his security f- guard friend drops his uh, gun on the floor with his belt and they both lay down and uh just continue their conversation as this whole thing happens yeah buddy is not a great security guard he's uh <laughs> pretty much gives up the first sign of trouble every time which is you know most days most days the bank gets robbed yes um but they also just continue their conversation completely normally as a guy is describing his perfect girl uh and they decide to get beers on the beach after work together as they do every day in an alleyway, we see a girl in sunglasses approaching a dude in a hoodie and ask for proof of a secret level. Um, if you can't tell, this is a video game that they're in. And so uh, from this point forward, the game has kind of been given up on that this is a video game that they're in. Um, and so we enter the portion where we, the audience, know much more than Guy does. Oop. She wants proof of a secret level that exists, uh, and she pulls a gun on this guy, does a whole little interrogation shakedown, and he gives her a map to a stash house where another player has a clip that they've recorded of them playing the game that might interest her in relation to this secret level. He tries to find out what's so special about this video clip, and she doesn't answer him and eventually kills him for asking so many questions. Um, With a single shot, so I gotta say, like, was that guy really low on health? Uh, or is she just really high level? Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, she is pretty high level. So, yeah, she one, <laughs> one hit kills the motherfucker. Rolls a crit. Yeah, she's, she, she's, she's managed to uh, establish herself as the competent woman of this movie. Much I like think the I think lady in the Lego movie she's a, who shows <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's mentioned later that she's got a hacked account. So I think she's mm-hmm. kind of OP on purpose. Yeah, uh, we'll find out more about her in a little bit, but she's she's definitely got some back-end stuff going on to make her character particularly competent for her, her missions and, and whatnot. Um, Guy and Buddy are walking to the beach, and they pass the woman in sunglasses who's following her map to the stash house, and Guy is immediately smitten. He is head over heels for this girl. Um as she's walking by each of the other people on the street who are dressed more normally and not in sunglasses, she like says their little lines to herself out loud. But when she passes by Guy, she's like, don't have a good day, have a great day. And instead he says that he loves that song. Um, this makes her pause for a moment as that's not something the NPC has ever done before uh, and continues on her walk. And she, this, it's again worth noting, she is being British at this point in the story. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the guy that she kills does bring up the uh, an, an accent filter, mm-hmm. which is an interesting concept. Because, uh, like, again, there's not much, aside from, you know, they ha- there's you know, spoilers, but this is a movie about. AI coming into existence mm-hmm. through really good video game coding. 
Uh, but it's like most of the rest of the technology is within what we have now, but with the one addition of accent filters, which I yeah. thought was a, a really odd science fiction touch. There are a lot of points in this movie where watching it, I'm like, I don't know a ton about coding and making video games, but just having like a cursory understanding of how this stuff is talked about and how games work. Mm -hmm. Some of this is not super slick yeah. and the no, it, voice it accent into... changing thing feels very like i am a tv executive who knows what the teens are doing and they're mm -hmm. changing their voices online and i'm like that but they're not doing it through it's not like a special microphone you put you talk it to and then you have a british accent flawlessly <laughs> yeah that's not how that works but uh yeah they, they, the movie like all movies about video games has a mm -hmm. certain amount of that's just not how that works yeah sort of, of like no one no one's like you don't get a video game where everyone has their own private warehouse that you can break into like if you do have like a home base on an mmorpg it's going to be in its own mm -hmm. little pocket universe because they don't you know that's that level of like pvp just doesn't exist in video games currently because yeah. you, you only have so much real estate if you have hundreds of thousands of people playing and everyone has their own private room in central park then central park would be nothing but rooms you know it's yeah yeah it's sort of a weird like this the game that they're in is kind of like a. It's it's, it's Grand like Theft Auto Five. Version of Grand Theft Auto, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five is an MMO, uh, mm -hmm. but like, is it, is it? I think I'm probably showing my age here, but like, there is a Grand, MMO Grand Theft Auto, but like, it's it's I, I say it's like the gameplay of Fortnite in the setting of Grand Theft Auto. Because mm -hmm. it's yeah, you know, it's a little very cartoonish at times, but uh, we'll learn more about this particular free city world as uh, they play through bits of it. Um, Guy, importantly, is completely smitten at this point. He stares wistfully as she walks away. and He's like, that's my dream, woman. And he rushes off after her, despite Buddy's warning that, you know, she's got sunglasses. She's different from us. What are you, what are you doing, man? What about beers on the beach? Um, Guy tries to get her attention as she crosses some train tracks, but uh, he is promptly hit by the train of death. And then uh, when she turns around hearing his call, she just sees nothing. The NPC Which is, cannot pass a certain boundary. I will say train of death is a really good invisible wall to have for your NPCs. That's really yeah. funny. <laughs> and we're very quickly establishing the stakes for Guy of that. You can die in this game if you're an NPC and you will just be you respawned just back in because yeah. you are a game character coded in. Um yeah. Got a bit of Groundhog see, Day thing going on. Yeah. Uh, we see her save the game and we remove ourselves from it to the player, yeah. Millie. Again, <laughs> saving an MMORPG is not a thing. You don't save yeah. your progress in a multiplayer game. That's not how that works. <laughs> it feels a little bit like they're like, well, we kind of have a concept for a video game down. We haven't yep. really looked into like how that would actually work if it was a video game so much as it is just like a digital. It's almost more of a like ready player one digital world than it is like a true video game that could exist. Yep. So you have to like take a certain amount of step back from it. Like, okay, it's a suspended just it's, a little it's bit. A, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, in this, in this video game, you can threaten another player with a gun. As if that would mean anything to him. It's like, oh, okay, well, I'll respawn in a second. <laughs> Fuck off. At yeah. no point do they show us the buttons that people are clicking to make things happen in that game. And I yes. think that is a good a good choice. Because if I mm -hmm. saw the buttons, all I would be doing for the rest of the movie is like, well, what input did they just do to make yeah. the character do that thing? <laughs> Which button on my keyboard is the, like, pick up ice cream button? Yeah. <laughs> or the look um. around confused button. <laughs> But she saves, and we also watch an ad for Free City 2 Carnage. So some they're working on a new version of the game even. Whoa. 
she is kicked out of the coffee shop that she's staying at because it's closing time and the barista is very annoyed that she stood there for four hours and drank one small coffee and uh, played this game. Uh, and Millie kind of explains like, oh, well, I'm playing the game because I have a lawsuit against the publisher, but the evidence I need is in the game. And they're just like, the first 20 minutes, they're just expositing all the characters' motivations at us through these yep. scenes. Like, I'm like, oh, great. So I know her entire deal, more or less. Yeah, although the, the barista shows, like, the cartoonish level of disinterest in this. She's like, oh, no, mm-hmm. if only you didn't have to leave right now so I could hear the rest of the story. Bye. <laughs> it's very, like, you are the last person here and I am trying to go home and it is the end of my shift. That, that, is, that is a realistic, yeah, thing. Forget the video game. Like, overworked yeah. barista is definitely mm-hmm. the realism we needed. Uh, guy wakes up the next day, routine repeats, says hi to Goldie, gets dressed, goes to get his coffee, but this time, instead of asking for a medium coffee with cream and two sugars, he asks for a cappuccino, which causes all of the other NPCs in the coffee shop around him to sort of panic and get a little hostile, and so he turns it into a joke about how he's just making because, yeah. a, a little one-liner well, and gets his usual In the coffee. background, there is a like chieftain tank slowly mm-hmm. pointing its barrel towards him, which I, I'm guessing is some sort of coding safe guard to stop NPCs from getting out of line. Because <laughs> as soon as it's a joke, the tank goes back to its normal routine. Yeah, it's it's a little weird, because like, later on in the movie, Guy is going to do more than the standard NPC can do, and like there aren't really any consequences for it, other than people might players might try to kill him more or something Mm -hmm. uh but again he's an npc he just responds in um it's funny to me that there are safeguards in this scene and then the there's the entire middle portion of the movie where there are no safeguards whatsoever against an npc ai advancing itself and then at the end it's like okay well now we have to have a problem for him Mm -hmm. um Guy goes to work, where the robbers once again bust in, and the routine continues to repeat. But this time, Guy doesn't just uh, gossip when he drops to the ground. He sees the sunglasses girl again, and despite Buddy's protests, he decides to get some sunglasses of his own and join her. So he jumps up, says hello, uh, and gets the robbers' attention as he asks them for their sunglasses. Um, We get a little cutaway to the two little girls who are controlling the robbers and playing this game, and they're like, we're going to waste this NPC. Yeah, I love the little girl is just like, smoke this motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, And they start to fight. Guy uh, is getting beat up as everyone tells him that this isn't him. This isn't what he's supposed to be doing. And in the process, he accidentally fires the gun back at the robber, killing them and grabbing the sunglasses. So Guy has managed to defeat a player character and has thus gained access to sunglasses. Uh, And again, one of the, the... The first time I watched this, the joke that they make at this point was was in the trailer, so I was ready for it. But uh, mm-hmm. this time, watching it again, it caught me off guard. Where he goes, like, "Oh no, he's just taking naps." Like, man, he's he's all the way dead. It's like he's so sleepy, and this <laughs> this character just has like, a massive hole blasted through him. Mm-hmm. So it was it was nice watching this again down the line and uh, forgetting all the jokes that they ruined in the trailer. Yeah. Guy takes the sunglasses, he leaves the bank, uh, and he follows the girl in the sunglasses who, and this really annoyed me, is not allowed to have walked even a block because the shot behind her is the exact same portion of the building. Every time we cut away to her, it is the same. She is walking past the same series of columns over and over again throughout the entirety of this scene. I'm like, how far is she supposed to have walked? He could see her from inside the bank, then he did the whole fight, and then he could still find her in the exact same place, presumably. I mean, they do establish that there's a lot of lazy coding in Free City, so she could literally just be walking past a cop- an identical copy of the same building three times, I'm just saying. I guess, but she would have had to, like, stay within eyeshot of him leaving the that bank, is, so she can't have, point. like, rounded any corners or anything, and that yeah. is, to me, I'm like, 
how far is she supposed to have walked? How long did this take him? What's going on? Maybe she paused. Give me some sense of time. Maybe she went <laughs> off to get like a fucking macchiato of her own and then came back. <laughs> well, they don't make those around here. They make coffee with cream and two sugars. <laughs> oh, that's right. Cream and two sugars. <laughs> he puts on the sunglasses and the UI to the game is now visible to him. He can see all of the labels for different quest locations, items floating around, and all sorts of other mission information. Uh, a thing no one without sunglasses has ever seen before. You can see the anti-aircraft ca- like uh, weaponry that's springing out of the billboards and shit like that. Exactly. He's now getting the player view of the game. Um, he picks up a health pack and is like, whoa, I feel great now. I feel refreshed. Um, he, and he watches the other sunglasses players as they crash and fall and pick up cash and uh, all sorts of just like game things. All the chaos that's always happening around him, but now he can see kind of why it's happening. Um, at one point, he picks up some of the cash that drops after a player dies, and he watches his credits in his real life go up, and finally, he can afford to buy those shoes he's always wanted. Again, because we, we see a player character try to go through the invisible wall and just slam into it, which is, again, mm-hmm. really funny. Uh, we also then leave the game, uh, and we go to the game devs HQ where uh, I wrote his name down. Uh, we'll learn his name Looking is Keys, Stranger Things but he's played guy, by Joe Keery. As I, as I yeah. know him. Yep. I thought he was Jean Ralphio from Parks and Rec for a moment, but it is not. Nope, it's Joe Keery. Uh, it's a very similar haircuts. And uh, he's reviewing footage of Guy, and he's like, it's crazy, I can't trace this player who illegally equipped an NPC skin. So they think that he's uh, a, a player of the game. They have not realized that they have a rogue uh, AI at this point. Um he Would have been and, my first assumption. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I guess I, 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 like, I follow this, uh, and then as soon as they get to the game and we enter the sequence of him and uh, Mauser, another one of the kind of like tech support guys, entering the game and trying to deal with the player, um, this is where you start to lose my ability to believe that they would not put these pieces together this quickly. Right. Well, it's also, this is another one of those sort of how do you do fellow kids, how do video games work? Because, like, devs don't go in and try to yeah. kill your character. <laughs> you would you, just if, get, like, banned. Like, yeah, if you, <laughs> if, you, if you ban someone, that's not something you need to go into the game and make an yeah. avatar for. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty much every instance of they're like, we need to deal with blue shirt guy. Somebody uh, shut down, reboot the game. I'm like, that's not, this is not how this works. <laughs> yeah, shut down the server for a second and switch it back on is like, what? Uh, but these two, you know, brilliant game devs uh, decide to uh, deal with this as they always do by playing in the game themselves with their avatars and uh, just 1v1 fighting the guy. Um, so they log on in. Uh, guy, who now has jump shoes thanks to his recent purchase, uh, approaches the train tracks where he was previously hit. Uh, but with the glasses on, he can see that there's no train there. And instead, there is a door to something called the multiplayer lounge. Um, this is when he's approached by the two devs and they're like, hey man, like, where'd you, how'd you get this NPC skin? You're not supposed to be able to equip those. It's like illegal. Um, and they berate him for hacking the NPCs and screwing with the mission load and making the game look bad. Uh, and this just confuses Guy because he has no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, he's so like, take your um, skin off. Like, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're like, all right, enough of this. And Malzer in particular is like, we're just going to fight you and then you'll, you know, you'll have to log into the game again yeah, <laughs> i really well, don't know what this was they said, it's like, hey, it's so weird when we when that guy died there wasn't any less players on the server it's like mm-hmm. do you think killing a character logs you out like that's yeah. again not, 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 not. 
Games that have points where you respawn, like a Fortnite or a Grand Theft Auto, perhaps, you just are still in the game with everything it's you the, have yeah. previously. Dying does, does not change whether you are in the game. It's, yeah. <laughs> but again, um, it, it's, it, if it was actually a realistic thing, it would be just like... And he's blocked, and then yeah. that, or they'd be like, "Oh wait, he's not a player." So I, you know, don't get me wrong. I do understand that this is for the point of it being a good movie. It's just the 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 game player in me is like, he's just like, wait, what? Yeah, I think this got me a little bit because this had a couple other points. I'm like, this movie is trying really hard to appeal to and relate to the like quote unquote gamer experience or like the 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 part of our culture today that is we play these games and they are a part of our lives and that this will be important that the whole world kind of cares about this thing uh mm. i need there to be just like a smidge less reason for me to have to suspend the disbelief that anyone on this dev team has ever played a video game before yeah. or played this specific video game this is the point that i think annoyed me the most for it but there's a couple instances later on where i'm like this is not how games work no. that's not how like coding works yeah the fact that yes to find to find the hidden code, again, spoilers for the end of the movie, but yeah, when they want to find this hidden code within the game, there's a physical location to mm -hmm. run to to find this code. It's Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, it's, it's Again, it's fine. It's, it's, yeah. it's a movie, and I get it, but just a <laughs> small part. Occasionally, I'll just think, like, what? But, you know, logistics of how this would actually be in any way a consequence for a player of a video game aside, uh, this initiates a fight sequence, a chase sequence, in which Guy will have to run from these two devs as they try and kill him in the game. Uh, so he's fleeing, they go through a construction site where he's activating his jump shoes and jumping around and kind of getting the feel for how this all works. He's trying to explain to them that... He found the sunglasses and now he can see things, but they kind of ignore him like, yeah, sure, do whatever. We still think you're a player at this point. Um, eventually, he, we watched the game devs start manipulating the construction site like it's a Fortnite build to build their own stairs up to the top. Uh, yeah. And again, like I'm like, okay, well, I can believe that like a person who is actually actively coding a video game could do this. Is this something that every player can do? Because that doesn't seem like the case. Well, he did. He, the dev said, I'm entering God mode, which God mode would usually mean he just clips through the walls and can fly straight up and stuff. But apparently in this context, God mode means he can, like, Fortnite some stairs up to the yeah. top. So. Guess so. Um, guy runs some more, and eventually he reaches a beam out to a wrecking ball, and he jumps for the wrecking ball, but he misses it uh, <laughs> as they play a brief sting of Miley Cyrus's wrecking ball, and uh, as he falls to the ground, he is protectively bubbled via an item he had picked yes, up at some the, point. Yeah, yeah there's like no, <laughs> there's no impact damage in this game, which I thought was interesting, because he, yeah. Yeah, he gets the fucking uh, Zorb balls that save him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he's back in Free City proper. Um he thinks he's made it, he's alive, and then the two devs uh, hit him with their cop car, and Classic. he is uh, re respawned somewhere else, yeah. I guess. And this is where we get the point of, uh, Keys is like, oh, that's weird, we killed him, but it says there's still the same amount of players online, we didn't, like, they, one person didn't go offline, which... And again, like, sure. yeah, how many... Is this... If this is meant to be, like, a GTA or World of Warcraft mm -hmm. stand-in, like, you, you really have, like... There'd be people logging on by the hundreds and logging off by the hundreds every second. You would no You'd way think. be able to see one less person. This game is even implied to have a greater audience than that, because we'll see later yeah. on. Like, the whole world is functionally either in the process of playing or watching yeah. someone else play this game. Yeah. There's gotta be, like, a million minimum players online at any given moment. That's an incredible number to notice one change. <laughs> yeah, and all the A-lister YouTubers that they, they cameoed in this oh, film are yeah. all playing it 24-7. <laughs> Keys also wants to bring this point to Antoine, the 
head creator of this game. Uh, but Mauser's like, that's a bad idea. You don't want to disturb him. He's uh, a mysterious tech figure, probably a little bit of an asshole. We don't know yet. We'll meet him later. <laughs> um, Mauser also asks Keys, like, continuing to exposit at us the thing that is about every person in this movie. Uh, you're some sort of like MIT indie game dev wonder kid. What are you doing down here dealing with complaints? So, you know, we know that Keys is in it for the love of the game, man. He's like all yeah. about like the true code or whatever. Yeah. <sighs> it's not subtle. It's good. It's just not subtle. <laughs> Uh, we cut back to footage from uh, 2015 where we see Keys at a convention being interviewed about a game he was working on uh, and talking about how the big thing for this game is that they've created this code that allows them to have a really interactive experience where the NPCs are able to learn and grow. Gee, I wonder if that could have something to do with Guy, maybe. Mm. Um, and we see sitting next to him is Millie, the girl who earlier was talking about suing Free City and its creator. Um, and she's talking about how, you know, he is the real brain for the numbers, but together they worked on this game and they really built this AI engine from the ground up. So it's yeah. their, you know, game child. Yeah. But yeah, this is also the point where they introduce my least favorite romantic subplot, the friend zone mm, uh, yes. thing. Because like, they're this like, oh, the, the interview is like, oh man, you guys have such good chemistry. Is there maybe a little thing? And they're just like, <gasps> Nah, he's no. just like a brother to me. And We're shutting that see, down now. Yeah, you see you see the heartbreak on his face as she's mm -hmm. saying, like, nah, it's definitely not like that. It's like, okay, so we're doing this plot line. Great. This yeah. is definitely not a super toxic thing that leads to lots of, like, incel bullshit in real life. Great. Mm -hmm. We also get our coffee order here, and it's medium coffee, cream, two sugars, which is not what she ordered at the coffee shop that she sat mm -hmm. at all day. And I think that that's silly. But Oh, dip. Yeah, I'm like, you got a small black coffee at the coffee shop. Don't lie to my face, movie. Well, maybe, <laughs> at I least mean, be internally consistent if you're not going to be I externally consistent. <laughs> Damn it, I did not get that attention to detail that you did there. That's impressive. Oh. Um, but how funny that guy has the exact same favorite coffee order. Perhaps this is a hint as to a certain aspect of his coding or her personality. Or maybe yeah. both. We'll find out. Keys kind of thinks of himself as the author, not a code writer. So he's a, he, you know, he has a lot of uh, philosophical love for the stuff he does, not just uh, scientific, which is going to be important for his characterization throughout. Um, Keys gets home to his house and he sees this interview playing on his big screen TV, and Millie is there sitting in a dark chair in the background, like some sort of evil overlord waiting. Uh, well, well, well. Yep. Look who turned the, up. Kind by of the way, deal. for an unemployed. Uh, indie game dev who apparently needs to go to a coffee shop for free wi-fi she like uh you see her apartment later it is in this is like a big ass apartment in i think new york it's either new york or like san francisco it's it's something like that yeah she has like a, a luxury track. apartment which is yeah. like okay so is she rich or poor I'm, I'm gonna you know nothing this movie real world sets suffer from more than um TV sitcom New York apartment syndrome of like, well, right, I don't yeah. know how anyone possibly could have afforded that having had to rent in New York in the past, but yeah. I guess for the sake of the set, she's she's locked in. She's got it pretty good. We know it's shabby because everything is like brown toned and yeah. from a thrift store. Yeah, no, it's 16,000 square foot, but it's like, you know, 
not but very well decorated. But my rug is so old. I must yeah. put, surely be My 17-piece couch is, like, shabby. You know? yeah. And in contrast, but, like, uh, Keyes' apartment looks a lot more, like, modern and new, and I guess it's implied to be, yeah. like, Well, Keys. again, look, well, he's, they establish that he's working as basically the lowest-level coding yeah, employee. Yeah, so he at, shouldn't like, be making that Blizzard much or money. whatever, yeah. There's so a probably, line later where Antoine will come in and be like, oh, are you sure you don't want to be moved up to this higher-paying job? And it's like, great, that I don't have to pay you more. So, like, he's not, it's not like he's really even made yeah. a significant amount of money over <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if Hollywood is aware of this, but game devs are actually criminally underpaid. <laughs> like, and historically, you know, it, a very yeah. harsh industry to work in as a dev. Yeah, so it's yeah again. So there's another suspend your disbelief there that he's living in this fucking luxury apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, Millie is mad because Antoine bought their AI engine to use in the Free City shooter, and Keys is now working for him. And she's like, Antoine like stole our stuff, like. He really, you know, like took it from us and he, he copped our whole game and put it in there, not just like parts of the code. And um, Keys is like, yeah, I know Free City is a dumb game. Like our stuff was super smart, but we can't prove anything, uh, even though Millie is determined to find evidence and prove that he stole from them and they want to get him back. Keys expresses that though he cares about her, uh, he needs her to leave. He's like, look, I, this is my job now. You got to go. I don't want any part of this. So we know their relationship is somewhat tense. They've gotten something stolen from them. Millie is very idealistic. Keys works for Antoine. Uh, that's all the real world setup we really need. Antoine is Antoine is an asshole, I guess, is also yep. sort of the implication. But I feel he, like he's, you see he's him on screen and you get that immediately. <laughs> yeah, the rich, like, Elon Musk-esque wannabe cool guy asshole mm. is actually one of my more favorite villains, I have to admit. Like, it's... And, I mean, Taika Waititi plays plays Anton, and he does mm-hmm. it so fucking well. I I love every moment this guy's on screen. I feel like I was pretty over him as soon as he showed up, but I do like that vi- type of villain usually, so I tried mm-hmm. to give him more of a chance, okay. just because, like, he shows up and he's got that dumbass coat on, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I gotta care about, I gotta be scared of this guy. He's got his fucking I'm Back like... to the Future 2 shoes and everything. And, yeah. yeah. He's that um, guy who's gotten crazy super witch doing scummy things, and now, but now, yeah, he... He's got that aesthetic, but they just, they nail that douchebag aesthetic. And I re- I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I know exactly what this guy's deal is from his fucking shoes and jacket. Yeah. Um, guy wakes up the next day, routine repeats, but now Guy starts to like mix it up a little bit. He puts on a blue Henley instead of the polo shirt. He says new words to Goldie. Uh, he's, he's getting a little funky with it. Things are changing for our Guy Guy. Millie logs in and her avatar loads in and she works on finding the stash house. In the dark, she makes her way to the stash, which is a literal house in the middle of a park, which again, is not really how these things work, but sure. Um, She's like, oh, there's a bunch of security guards outside and she's thinking about how to get in. And next to her, she hears uh, someone there. It's Guy in sunglasses. She immediately but again, like, this pinned... is these are NPC security guards who are yes. guarding someone's private property mm-hmm. in a video game. In an like MMO video game. In an MMO like, video game. And these are the apparently Skyrim like very high tier. You can NPCs. hire guards to hang out at the houses you can buy. But there aren't other people who also own those houses who are also players in that game. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 confusing. Again, like it, it just, there's occasionally just stuff like that as someone who's spent an ungodly amount of time in, M- in MMORPGs. That sort of stuff sticks out. It's like, wait, how is that supposed to work? Uh, you, never mind. Yeah. yeah. You can't think about it too hard for too long, uh, even though the movie demands you think about it the entire time. Yeah. Um, 
one of the few flaws of this movie. Again, I, I, I mock, but I do genuinely enjoy this movie. <laughs> I think I have a slightly different opinion of it, but I think that the, there's Ooh. stuff that they do well. I think the video game things are unfortunately part of the part that they do the worst, and that is kind of the crux of the whole film. But putting it aside for the sake of let's see how the plot goes, um, she immediately pins Guy, and he panics and tells her uh, pretty much everything that she wants to know. He's like, I remembered you from the other day. I... Uh, and she's confused because she's like, aren't you an NPC? And he doesn't sort of like really follow that. But he's like, well, I tried to follow you to the waiting area to talk to you. But um, there was a murder train. So I found you today by waiting by the train and waiting until you left. And then I followed you here. And I waited until you got to the spooky house before I decided to reveal myself to you. Um, and gunfire breaks out, which sort of interrupts their conversation. And we're overtaken with Millie gaming as she uses a portal gun that the guy... Uh, portal gun and guy follows her through it into a whole different area so they just leave the stash house entirely um she's mad at him for nearly blowing her mission and she leads him into her secret base which is full of bikes and guns and other gear and like an arsenal this i'm willing to excuse as being like maybe it's just that she has accessed an inventory menu or something and now we are yeah, in her inventory yeah. for lack of a better phrase i think that this is an okay way to show that in a game the stash yeah, no, still makes no sense to me but like millie's stash i guess you you do get things like garages in grand theft auto the the mm -hmm. thing where it falls down is other people being able to break in there that's yeah. the thing where because like <laughs> usually stuff like that is located on a different Mm -hmm. not different server but you know what I mean it's, a, it's, yeah. it's like a pocket universe within the game that's she how like that portal shit guns her works. way into a container crate and that's how she accesses this and I'm like that seems like a kind of reasonable take on this is you accessing your inventory and that's why yeah. guy can follow her in the stash house it drove me a little crazy I'm like th this is just not a thing that exists like that would be an NPC who owns that not another player exactly yeah but yeah, Millie's mad at him for nearly blowing her mission. Uh, she introduces Guy to the idea of levels. He learns that he is level one. And if he wants to help her, she's like, come back to me once you've hit level 100, once you've gotten more experience. Um, and she explains that in order to gain experience, you can do crime. But he doesn't want to hurt people, which she finds kind of refreshing. Uh, and, you know, she's like, well, maybe if you're a good person, you can also gain experience. Uh, sure. Um, take guns from people, help others, this will also work. Uh, which just called a question, like, how does this video game distribute experience points? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of the, that joke they did in South Park, where they had to level up to, like, level 60 by just hunting the boar in the starter zone. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, the, the amount of NPC, uh, the amount of um, XP you get from just killing an NPC or doing a small thing would be negligible. <laughs> So, but so he must have like really pa like powered through this twenty four yeah. seven, just being constantly, and then he probably would have had to like redo the same things over and over again. But I guess he has the advantage of always constantly existing in the video game and technically probably true. not really needing sleep. But like, yeah, what's yeah. he doing to do this? Um, but I I do like that like they show a couple of false starts because like the first like mm -hmm. three or four attempts in this uh, montage are him just dying immediately because he's a level yes. one NPC, you know. He does his best, uh, he perseveres, and we get a little, like like you said, we're jumping into a montage now of him trying to raise his level. Um, uh, it's, he's just surrounded by crime, so finding places to start is not too difficult for him. He puts on his glasses, and uh, 
Every time he dies, he respawns at home and starts another day. Uh, he's failing a bunch at first, but eventually he gets better, and he kind of starts with things that were already a part of his routine, which I think is very neat, because like we see earlier in the movie that he walks by this one store that gets robbed every day, and one of the first things we see him succeed at is stopping someone from robbing that store and having mm. the same conversation with the store owner that he always does. So he's kind of basing so w- this in was, his like, usual Was that a routine. player character that he stopped there? Yes. Or, was it, or does the store get robbed by NPCs? I think if you watch the person who goes into the store, they're dressed differently each time. It's similar with the bank robbers, where it's like, it's a different oh, okay. player character each time, but this is just one of the missions you can do in the game, I guess. So, like, the I same guess... kind of thing happens all the time to these NPCs, but, like... So he gets awarded XP for fighting player characters as well yeah, as... Yeah, I guess there's his... PvP. We've seen PvP in this, so I guess There is absolutely the PvP, jump. yeah, so... Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This was one of the parts I'm like, this is one thing I can suspend my disbelief on, is that you could get experience points by defeating other players. Uh, if, yeah, again, that's, assume, yeah, because again, if you're playing Grand Theft Auto, you can absolutely just kill, around, you know, anyone you run into. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I was, yeah, I guess I hadn't really thought it through, because I was just like, is, is he fighting people, or is he fighting other video game characters who are just the bad guys? But then it's like, I guess the bad guys are the player characters, because this is a game mm-hmm. where you're playing crime minerals. Yeah. All the so. NPCs we see are, like, very mundane, non-criminals. Like, I don't think we see a mm. single NPC criminal. They all have, like, very standard city jobs. I think the implication is that anyone who is doing crime is, like, the sunglasses, the players. Mm. Um, but also, you see what the how the world sees him in this montage. Because you see mm-hmm. that the graphics in this game are nowhere near as good as, you know, Ryan Reynolds is seeing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually, like, PlayStation 3 graphics on this thing. Which which draws into question, like when when the girl is like, oh, he's he's so damn handsome, or everyone's talking about, f- you know, free guys if they can see him as if he was Ryan Reynolds, but she is basically looking at fucking, uh, you know, Sky- original Skyrim level yeah. graphics here. I'm so. like, I know that we are living in a post Baldur's Gate three world where people are a little bit more open to the idea of. Maybe romanceable NPC should exist in a video game. But with the graphics presented to me in this movie, I don't know that I believe that anyone would be like, yeah. but maybe this guy's kind of cute, actually. Yeah, again, when you, cause, yeah, because when you actually see him, it's like, okay, that's a sim, okay? That's, <laughs> that's, that's some PlayStation, like, one, maybe two at most ass graphics going on in there. Uh, you're, you're a year out from, like, the Tomb Raider triangle pixel tits at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so yeah, um, I get why they were doing that. They wanted to differentiate from like how the world, how he perceives the world, and how he looks and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then it it does draw into question like just how complex is this video game with this shit graphics? Yeah, this movie is very dedicated to showing us periodically the like streamers, and this is where we get a lot of the YouTuber streamer cameos. Mm-hmm. But like streamers and other gamers and YouTubers like posting their reactions to stuff that's happening, usually what Guy is doing. So like Guy going out and like people yeah. think he's a player at this point that has hacked an NPC skin. So like they're like blue shirt guy is this guy who's leveling up by doing good things. And again, all the yeah, time. and this is and appearing crazy. on like the actual news. This is another one of mm-hmm. those like when when people of a certain age write thing and they involve the word like going viral is now mm. the new it is like the complete MacGuffin of uh, no, it's the Deus Ex Machina yeah. of you know any any sort of modern thing where someone needs to get instantly famous. Uh, where it's just like it gets so famous it appears on the regular news, <laughs> and it I don't know. Like I've been I, can can you think of an example of someone who was just so good at playing an MMORPG that they were ne- fucking on Sky News? 
Like, not for a while. Like, I think there are people who have been legacied into that, but not like to be a Jeopardy question answer is yeah this quickly for this guy is just not how going viral in gaming really works. Yeah, um, like, you can imagine if someone's if you were watching the news one day and someone's like, "Wow, this player who's been playing World of Warcraft really well, mm-hmm. doing nothing but good things." Like, guys, come on. <laughs> yeah. It, this is, I think, another thing that I think falls apart for me with this movie is I'm like, I almost wish they didn't show us, like, the general world's reaction to him because, like, mm-hmm. it implies that he's this huge sensation. And they'll continue to do this throughout, even when we get towards the end of the movie and there are more stakes that are coming from, like, the player side and the real world side. Um, I feel like it takes away from the impact of trying to change the game from within to constantly be wondering why all of these people who are paying such close attention to this game are not, like, grokking on to the fact that there is an mm-hmm. AI that has achieved, like, true sentience yeah. in this game. And, like, no one has put together that this is an actual NPC. None of the devs, none of the, like, millions of people playing and watching it. Like, this, they this is where I started literally had like, scenes mm. where it's like, who are you talking to? There's no player characters in the room. It's like, are you getting it yet, boys? You're so close. You're so yeah. close to getting the thing that you gave away within the first ten minutes of this movie movie. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I I can understand Blue Shirt Guy becoming a sensation within nerd circles because like mm-hmm. my my entire exi- like online existence has been nothing but like Asterian thirst memes and stuff. And so, so I can much understand so that like- I didn't even know J.K. Simmons was in that game. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's, I don't think he's that character, but he, yeah, he's no. There's, he's a, there's a, a lot guy. of a list celebs like voice actors in in that game, but mm-hmm. um, I I can absolutely believe Jack Guy talking about. Blue shirt guy, yeah. but it's just what, Jeopardy. That's like that's Jeopardy the part like, that starts falling apart for me. Yeah, yeah. It it's not that it's, it's it's again. It sort of feels like it's a studio executive's understanding of gamer culture and like going mm-hmm. viral, and it's it just rings a little hollow to me when I'm like, there, there are so many people that probably work in film and TV who could have told you like, this is not really how this. This is not a realistic portrait of this. And if you are going for an unrealistic portrait, then there are parts of it to pair back on or at least mm-hmm. like push it even further. Like either push further or pull back more. Because right now it's sitting in the middle and I don't know that it's like working well enough to suspend my disbelief to make me like really engage with the movie on the levels it's presenting as so much as it is just being like, but that's not how viral culture works. <laughs> I'm a gamer and this is not realistic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, like I, I this is this stuff stood out to me, but I was I still enjoyed the movie. Is I think the difference is I th- mm-hmm. I'm guessing the impression you didn't quite cross that enjoyment threshold. I don't know that I loved this movie, but okay. I wanted to give it its fair shot, and I do think that there, there are things it does well. Uh, mm-hmm. This is not one of those things for me. <laughs> yeah. No. They. There's some parts where it's like, okay, that is quite funny. Like, uh, we'll come to this. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to Channing Tatum at some point with the the quote unquote influencer. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah. So um, some some parts they got really good. Some parts it's just like that. That is very much like a six year old studio executive's idea of how that works. Yeah. Uh, we go back to Guy though in the continuation of this montage. This I really did like. He upgrades Goldie's tank to be this like palatial tank for a goldfish. I thought that was very charming. I liked the Goldie content in this movie. I can't take that from them. Ryan Reynolds and that goldfish had a lot of chemistry. Um, as his them. meteoric rise in the leaderboards continues. Uh, yeah, and that's the, that's the point where like I, because I was thinking like how the fuck did they code the, like how did that work in a video game? And I remembered the whole point is the code they put in there is an adaptive code, mm-hmm. so it does allow for the game to evolve. And like if there is a situation where it needs to have a bigger fish tank, it can just write that in for itself. Mm-hmm. So that's that I was willing to accept. A bigger fish tank, yeah. fine with. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, guy gets good, as it were, and he hits level 102. He's finally a high enough level to go back to hang out with Millie for a while. Um, he goes to the bank where he works, and uh, Buddy is like, I, I haven't seen you in a while. What's Why haven't you been coming into work? And he's like, I'm a sunglasses guy now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Buddy tries to convince guy to stick to the routine uh but guy is just too smitten with sunglasses girl and at this point uh bank robbers bust in and guy continues to talk kind of half ignoring them as the robber tries to interrupt but guy is just too high level and this robber just like cannot even compete a little bit he is just so op at this point uh and guy is able to grab the sunglasses from the robber and give them to his buddy buddy uh, Buddy refuses them, though, as he doesn't want to see what Guy sees. He's afraid, and he wants to stick to his usual life. So this is... Uh, not every NPC is going to break free of their programming as quickly and easily as Guy did. Guy tells the player to be nicer and sends him packing, and then tells the uh, bombshell girl he was with, another NPC, that she can do better, and she, uh, you know, doesn't have to be with a guy at all or anyone. She's like, yeah, I don't have to be with a guy at all or anyone, and decides to change her life. Um. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Guy tells Buddy that he's Guy's best friend, and that if he ever changes his mind about the sunglasses, Guy will be around. And then we go back out into the real world, where the devs are all talking about blue shirt Guy. Um, Keys gets a text from Millie saying that the proof of their game code being stolen is in the stash house, a thing we have known for a very long time at this point. Um. Keys is moved by this text. It is the most persuasive thing he's ever heard. And so he goes to hide in the bathroom stall to help Millie hack her way into yeah. the stash house. <sighs> yeah. And um, again, this is where, like, it really falls apart. Like, how does this supposed to work? Because bear in mind, so this is, a, this is a clip of a previous mission that he'd done. Mm-hmm. That presumably because he's a influencer, he streamed this. Yes. Uh, and yet it is on a in-universe hard drive disc within a safe house. Yep. Couldn't she just have gone to his Twitch channel and looked at his archive? Yes. Like... <laughs> yes. As someone who has had to rip a lot of things from YouTube, that is the easiest clip in the world to get. If that is on anyone's live stream, it's out there. You can use yeah. that in a court of that law. That would have that been downloaded, put in a... Yeah. If this is as popular a video game as they say, if one person found a secret level and just one person did, this would be like re-uploaded to every reel, every mm-hmm. YouTube short. It would be in like top 10 weird things you didn't know about Free City. Every like a gaming lore blog would have a link to yeah. this stream. Like to- the- this is, you know, secret level in Free City. And there's a line later on when they meet uh, Channing Tatum's character who owns the stash house. And he's like, oh, you know, you can't even go there if you wanted to. They patched that glitch already. I'm like... Great. But this, the clip still exists because your yep. stream still exists. I guess you have this saved on... Because like I, my equation was like, okay, the clips are like his saved footage from the game. So maybe it's like when you can take a capture in a game and it saves to your, your Switch or your Steam or whatever. And like yeah. So does he but probably just within... also has an MP4 of that clip like yeah. saved locally. So, yeah, the only access to this footage is in you, in the game. And mm-hmm. you can, yeah, so you can then get this footage. You could potentially steal it. They don't manage to, but they you could potentially break into someone else's house, take their recorded footage from their gameplay, and then watch it in-universe. <laughs> yeah. It's, it falls apart a little bit if you think about it too hard. And yep. so we're just going to have to choose not to so that we can progress mm-hmm. into the stash house. Um, yep. 
Millie is attempting to sneak in, and this time Keys is helping by coding a door for her to open the door. Um, so Millie slips in, and Keys directs her to the clip she's looking for on the wall to her left. And when she grabs it, an alarm goes off, and guards yes. start spawning in. He- He's booby-trapped it with spawn points, and there's nothing I can- uh, Me, the game dev, can do the nothing to the stop this. The man with the cannot uncode the spawn points or anything. Yeah, okay, like... so so this player mm-hmm. created spawn points for NPCs that were set to go off if another player enters his home and sets off the alarm, and the game dev can't change this. Do we, yeah. I feel like this would have been more impactful if the safe house was more of a problem, more in deal with the finale, and instead of having it be just like a random player, it was possessed by like Antoine or something, and he had coded it into the game as his ultimate secret base, as like, it's got all well, these protections, again, but he never wants a player to why. find it. You have yeah. to wonder why, but at least then I'm like, well, maybe he was so hubristic, he wanted a special thing just for him in his super special game, and that's yeah. why it's there. And it's a little silly that he kept a clip of evidence, but like, sure, whatever. And like, at least then it makes sense that there's this random, heavily guarded safe house that seems to have like, like either the player in this scenario has is himself an incredibly competent mm-hmm. hacker, in which case he might have realized the significance of the clip, yeah. uh, but he's not. I mean, that's always, again, we we come to the point where if it was realistic, it would not be a good movie. I I fully acknowledge that. Like, if (laughs) any realistic movie about hacking or coding and stuff is just days and days of some sweaty guy sitting in front of a computer. Like, (laughs) that's it. That's days and days of that. I love movie hacking, personally. I like when someone sits down, they're like, da 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 I'm in. Yeah. Like, I'm there's all for always, that. Yeah, if that was the limit of the unrealism in this movie, I would be completely fine with it. Yeah, but there's there's, like, there's I, a visualization that's usually involved flying around a digital city, yeah. and then, like, yeah, it's like, oh, no, it's the the, uh, the coding guards are coming. putting on the coming. hacker glove, and then, like, yeah. typing and, like, skateboarding on the keyboard. I'm like, great, yeah, I love this. This is a 10 out of 10 for me. <laughs> but... Like, the hacking was unfortunately not the unrealistic thing for me in this. I'm like, I'm so caught up on why does this player have a stash house that he can put spawn points in that I'm not even thinking about why is Keys sitting in the bathroom hacking on a laptop? Like, what is Mm -hmm. he hacking to put this door into there? That part didn't even bug me a little bit. Because he's not hacking, he's a game dev, so he can literally just change what he wants. He can just change the code. Why he can't just access this clip? Is, like he couldn't like, just like move clip from his from player inventory yeah. to Millie's Copy, inventory, paste, like yeah, download directly from the file. I, it just yeah. felt like there were so many easier ways and for again, this dash house to be circumvented. Yeah, he works in the company. He is working on this game. He has access to the code. He, has he can God see mode. their coding. Why does he not there. just go God mode? <laughs> yeah, go go look. Yeah, open up the the relevant files. See the code that was used. That is his literal job. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Millie is in trouble in this scenario somehow, despite all of the reasons that she shouldn't be. And uh, just when it looks like things have gotten dire, Guy busts in on a motorcycle and proceeds to be all badass and take out all these goons. And he's like, ha ha ha, I'm level 100 now. Um they spawn in a bunch of other guys, many of who are ninjas or boxers or other, like, video game yeah. bad guy goon types of some Again, kind. I, you see a lot of this. You see, yeah, you see some samurai, you see some knights, you see some, like, barbarians, and later you see, like, that in uh, Free Guys, or Guy's uh, stash house, he's got, like, mm-hmm. a trebuchet yeah. and, a, and a wholesome cut. So it's like, wait, what medieval levels are in this modern <laughs> city game? I guess I'm willing to believe that there's, like, 
weapons in the game that are meant to be medieval and funky so that you can run around with like a hand crossbow or whatever maybe, maybe even a, if it a time seems to be antithetical to the style of the game yeah um keys anyway. is confused who millie is talking to she thinks that she's talking to a player with an npc skin on still uh but keys sees no other players in the room and so again we're left to wonder how does this game dev not realize that this is an NPC that she's talking to immediately? Mm-hmm. Although I will give him credit. At this point, he does seem at least a little suspicious. Um, they fight, fight, fight. Guy is still enamored. There's a part where they play make your own kind of music while she fights. And he's like, whoa, oh, crazy. I love that um, song. <laughs> it's a great song. <laughs> <laughs> not the best use of it in a movie ever because, you know, no, yeah. Pedro Pascal and Nick Cage do exist. But you it's can't top good. that. No, You yeah, can't top that, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Guy is happy that they're doing so well in this fight. He and Millie make an escape on a motorcycle, uh, though without the tape with the clip on it that they had to hack their way in to get in the first place. Um, Mm -hmm. They jump out of the stash house uh, and jump off the motorcycle into a glider that Millie has in her inventory, and they fly away. Another good line is like, wait, can this thing fly? (laughs) Ha ha! No. Uh, Keys is sad and he gets a text. Antoine is coming, so he rushes out of the bathroom. And this is where we meet Taika Watiti's Antoine, who arrives looking like a K-drama villain merged with like Matt Pat meets like Ready Player One ass <laughs> Avatar. You see him, you look at me like I immediately know. I can credit the production design team. Ooh, that, you immediately know what kind of guy he is. Random Matt Pat hate, especially as he's just retired. I do not mean to Goodness. give hate to Matt Pat, but if you put, I am like <laughs> this is a name of a streamer in my brain, and we're just putting him on there. Fair there is enough. a haircut that exists in this universe. <laughs> no, like, but he he looks like the middle, like the Google employee middle management, because he's you know you can see mm-hmm. that this is like this building's kind of you know it's casual clothes, man, and we come in and like we got like beanbag chairs all over the yeah. place and stuff like that. But he's also a massive douchebag, so it's like he's the like tech startup CEO type. Yeah. He's in it for the money, not the love. But again, of the as game. as it's revealed later, he doesn't actually do any of his own work. He is a classic. No stealing other people's hard work Mm -hmm. kind of guy. Uh, he's on the phone telling his lawyers not to worry about Millie's lawsuit because her partner works for him and she has no proof. And again, I'm like, yeah, I remember that she's doing a lawsuit. Also, like, this is not how a court of law works. (laughs) This is... Beyond how this is not how the world of video gaming works, this is not how the world of law works either. Like, it's not that it's never going to see the inside of a courtroom. The evidence already exists. Um... Just because her partner works for you doesn't mean she can't sue you. Like, the, the big thing here seems to be that in order to prove her case, she needs to get the evidence from inside the game. That's kind of yeah. like her big motivation. But again, as we've established, that evidence already exists. So there are so many ways that she could very viably sue his ass and win. Um, you know what? You know what this game needed. This uh, this universe needed a video from H Bomber Guy. <laughs> plagiarism, he would have blown that shit out of the water. Legal Eagle and H Bomber Guy could Hell destroy yeah. this movie in two minutes flat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This movie would not exist if either of them were real streamers in this world. That's probably why they don't cameo in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Funny story though. You know who is in this movie? I think as uh, a uh, streamer called Dan TMI. I think. Uh-huh. Well, I think that's his name. Unless I'm getting the T the abbreviation at the end wrong. Uh. I had a funny story about him because I was hanging out in a mall the other day and I was getting some uh, some delicious froyo, mm-hmm. and these teen girls behind the counter were staring at me and they were like, "Hey, you look just like this YouTuber." And so my my ego obviously inflates through the roof. I'm just like, "Oh yeah." It's like, "Yeah, yeah." Are you Dan TMI? And I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck." So I I was mistaken for a completely different British YouTuber because apparently we all look alike. But Did I you I actually I cameo in Free Guy. <laughs> 
No, yeah, but I get that a lot. I, I, I apparently have one of those faces that looks like every other motherfucker's face because I get mistaken. <laughs> I get told I look like someone someone else knows every day. So that was one. a humbling moment for me. <laughs> uh, Antoine is gassed up by all of his em- employees and immediately gets to being an asshole, insulting them. He commands the art team to use Blue Shirt Guy as a model in Free City 2. And they're like, but we're so behind importing the skins from Free City 1. And he's like, no worries. They want to be usable in Free City 2. And that tells Keys, who has entered the scene, that uh, Free City 2 is not going to be backwards compatible, like was publicly advertised, yes. which is not how like, yeah. backwards compatibility works. Yeah. The thing is, when I said that, I was lying. <laughs> <It's really> yeah. <laughs> Again, Taika Waititi is a delight in this fucking movie. He is so funny. (laughs) Taika Waititi is excellent. Um, I didn't need to know that the game was not going to be backwards compatible to know that he was an asshole. Also, backwards compatible is not like you can use all of your stuff from the previous game in the next game. It's like you can play this old game on a new console. I'm like, well, because what what, the way that. The way that Stranger Things was describing it is that this wasn't even a... This isn't a sequel they're talking about. This is a big game patch. Yeah, it's like a DLC like, or an update. Yeah, he's saying basically you're you're porting all these... You're, you're just upgrading Free City 1. Mm-hmm. And the big twist is, no, he's actually made a new game from scratch. Which is presented as the lazy option. But that's actually so much more work. Yeah, yeah. It also feels like something that like maybe one of the game devs would have known was happening because it would be pretty evident that they were building yeah. an entire he, new code. These, all these, this entire company like, has apparently been building a new game from scratch without realizing it. <laughs> yeah, it, this didn't make a lot of sense to me either. Yeah. I, I mean, like, this, is, this is why we have later, Skyrim, but... the re- revitalized yeah. erectile uh, game of the 27 There's like seven edition. different versions of that game because they keep doing big updates. it's easier <laughs> to upgrade a game you already have than it is to make a new game. So... I, yeah. So, and the fact that like he, the reason this game is so good is he, because he stole coding. Mm-hmm. So why does he want to create a whole new video game? Yeah. That's not going to have this really good coding in. It's yeah. And he like his motivation, as he'll explain in the scene, is that not that he wants to make original games, which is what Keys wants to do, but that he's all about IPs and sequels. And he's like, Free City Two, the sequel and- with this existing IP that people love, and it's like. This it is, is ironic a... <laughs> that this is a Disney movie. Yeah, I was like, you're not talking about an issue with the games industry. You're talking about the problem with, like, major Hollywood blockbusters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, to have missed the point so violently and then to have yeah. placed the point in your movie. Well, is... I was wondering if the writers, was this was actually a critique of Disney that they had snuck in through disguising it as a critique of of uh, video games. I don't know if I think believe that this movie is smart enough for that, given the blatant IP cameo shit that the ending oh, decides yeah, we'll to throw to in that, at the yeah. end there. So I'm like, I don't know if I will. I can willingly say that this movie was smart enough to have snuck this in as a dig. I genu- genuinely just feel like they're like, well, this is our, this is the thing that we think that people don't like in movie making. So I bet that's also true for games. Well, it's beginning. It is contradictory because it is like, oh man, we should create original stuff. It's like, nah, man, same old IP. But on the other hand, he but it is, is a fully the, original game that they're making. Yeah, the plot, the, the evil plot twist is that he's designed a, a not good, but a fully original game instead of updating this game forever. So it's like, mm-hmm. wait, so which is the bad thing? Yeah, it it's God, a little I, confused. <laughs> I am tearing this movie apart, and I was not expecting to, because I actually, like I said, I, I fucking love this film. I, I, yeah. I, I find it delightful. But <laughs> I'm glad we have different opinions on it, because, like, 
I have but we both have the same critiques. Like, I am like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this movie is a complete nonsensical yeah. piece of shit that doesn't understand video games or business and is not, like, inconsistent. And it's great. And you're, you know, so I think that's it's that last bit where we differ for, on. You know, there is no accounting for uh, individual prefer- tastes or preferences. Like, this is stuff that bothered me enough that it made me dislike the movie, but it didn't for you. And that's great. Because that yeah. means that now the viewers, the audience, the listeners, they get to decide for themselves if they choose to watch it. Antoine tells Keyes not to worry about Free City 2 and then if asks if he's sure that he doesn't want to be bumped into programming and he, we learn, you know, Keyes could be working at higher up, but he's not. Keyes is happy where he is he, for whatever reason and Antoine leaves. Um, Keyes continues to investigate Blue Shirt Guy. Uh, back in the game, Millie and Guy enter Guy's storage locker inventory hammer space and uh, <laughs> it's now like fully stocked and leveled up and Millie's like, why are you doing all of this? Uh, and Guy says that he felt trapped in his life, stuck. This is a sentiment that she relates to. Uh, and when she asks who he really is, he maintains that he's Guy and that he works at the bank. Uh, but he, she still thinks that he's a hacker with skin at this point, mm-hmm. like with a skin. Um, I mean, to, I, from the context of the movie, it's kind of ridiculous at this point that no one's clogged on. From If this mm-hmm. was real life, to be fair, I would not assume that this person is an AI. No, uh, I get why Millie hasn't realized at this point, because there's no reason for her to have seen any of the back-end coding of like who mm-hmm. this guy is. Key's not getting it at this point drives me yeah. crazy. <laughs> Str- Stranger Things is a bit slow on the uptake, for sure. Yeah, I'm like, you, you have said two things at this point that indicate to me, the audience, that you understand that this guy is not a player. Put the pieces together. It's literally he literally o- double clicks on his exe file before he realizes what's going on, and that like the fact that it opens windows and windows of coding that he didn't originally put in there. That's what finally tips him that's off. That's what does it. it oh man. Um, Guy asks Millie out for ice cream, and they walk the beach where Guy and Buddy go for beers at night, and they're safe because there are no missions that spawn in there. So this is the one part of Free City where like people don't go. Which I will give the movie this. Later on, that beach is going to be very important to them finding the hidden code and not putting missions there is a smart thing to do if you don't want players to be poking around there. Um, is it silly immediately when you see it? Like, why would there be a part of a video game with no missions? Yes. Do I think by the end of the movie, I came around on the beach having no missions? Also, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like, okay, so... The plot twist is there's this idyllic Eden-like world just over the horizon, which is all the original coding, which is then Mm -hmm. the rest of the game is based off. I always just want to say, fucking Stranger Things and Millie made a really fucking boring game. (laughs) So they have this incredible self-learning AI. They've cracked the code for sapient life. Mm -hmm. And the video game they decide is just hanging out in a nice field with butterflies. Like, what the the Stardew Valley shit is this? Like, it's very like I'm like were you trying to build a Sims but you wanted better like Sim yeah. AI was this or were just, you going yeah. for like because like this game had gotten enough interest that these guys appeared on the news mm-hmm. like they were being interviewed about how amazing this game was but apparently all they'd done was make this one island where nothing happens yeah I mean like you know we don't see very much of the game but even still what we do see of it is just sort of like well the city is bad because in contrast you could have had verdant green mountains and butterflies yeah, and like I I, I don't know it's, it's just metaphor this is this is heaven that free guys got into there's all sorts of you know levels of mm-hmm. metaphor but don't, just yeah there's just some points as someone who's like not in the games industry but knows a lot of people who works in it I'm just like wait what was the end goal here yeah I'm a self-admitted cozy gamer at times. I enjoy my Stardew Valleys and all, but I still could not tell what they were trying to do with that game. Yeah. You invented life. You are literal gods now, and you made Stardew Valley, but less happens. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, on their little ice cream date, Guy gets bubblegum flavor ice cream, which is also Millie's favorite. Another thing that his coding has in common with her real preferences and likes. Ha 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 ha. Um, Millie laughs at his little jokes. She's enamored by this like weird, funny guy uh, until he starts to do one of the uh, very out-of-pocket insulting uh, jokes that he got from a player and she like shuts oh, him down on yes. that one. Yes, he's not saying the most racist, ableist joke mm-hmm. you can imagine. It's like this this minority and this disabled person are trying to kill a child. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? And he's like, well, one of the sunglasses said it. And she's like, no, don't repeat those. <laughs> it is funny that, because like that's, that could have been a funny experience because, like, uh, you know, as a young woman who's on a video game, I'm sure she's dealt with a lot of, like, sexual mm-hmm. harassment and just and misogyny and stuff. So it's like, her reaction should have been like, oh, not another guy I thought was like nice who turned out to be a complete incel. <laughs> yeah. But she immediately assumes he's just being a, a sweet baby who's re- not understanding what he's saying. Mm-hmm. There's a part of this movie that I do like is like Guy has this sort of internal arc of like, well, he's always trying to be good, even as though he, mm-hmm. you know, he's not a player. So he's not engaging with the game in the way that it was advertised. He's not doing the, um, you know, the crime, the crime of it all. He's not Grand Theft Autoing. He's yeah, it's and, Saints and it's, Row. You're supposed to just go down the street yeah, mowing people down. It's he's fun. attracting so much attention and revolutionizing the game and people are responding to him in a very positive way because he's playing it good right like he's Mm. doing all these good things and that's sort of an undercurrent that is consistent throughout in his character is that like he always tries to do the right thing but i feel like that kind of after this scene sort of petered out in the movie and became somewhat like significantly less important about like who guy was and who he had become as opposed to like well now we have to get the secret evidence piece from the certain game file and now we're entering the like hacker zone of the movie and i wish that there had been more of a strong undercurrent of like we win in the end because guy is fundamentally a good guy and yeah, like the, this his, is the his morality doesn't i mean it doesn't i it, it's like it comes back cuz it's like it does play a part in like his final boss battle that mm-hmm. he's he chooses the non-violent path and stuff but yes it's not really the the under the undercurrent it's not like the message of the movie isn't so much be a good person is as don't steal coding i'm not sure what yeah. they yeah. it doesn't it, the movie kind of like chooses to not examine the like attitude behind yes. playing no, this kind is... of game so much as it does like yeah. the way that the potential. tech industry works yeah, yeah. There, there was potential to explore because like in a world where there are no consequences for a lack of morality like an mmorpg where your job is to do crime mm-hmm. the idea of having morality you could have that could have been an exploration of the fundaments of of mankind but mm-hmm. i don't think this movie was trying to be that smart no i also don't think this movie was trying to be that smart um this is also the point where keys finds clicks on his file and finds out that blue shirt guy is an npc with lines and lines and lines and lines and lines of code um still less coding than i would have imagined for self-aware yeah. Again, creature. i don't know a lot about how code works i took one cs class in college and i was fine at it um mm. what's well what's really interesting is this movie was made just before a well i mean because ai has become a real mm-hmm. problem i mean the, the word ai you know the ai is misused to just mean mm-hmm. a, a lot of things these days uh, sometimes I, I think the word ai is just used to mean software sometimes yeah but this movie's it's, dealing with was, it in a very classical sense of artificial intelligence. This is a, yeah. a machine with the ability to learn, have a personality, and consider itself. It's in more of like an yeah. ex machina direction than like our modern current understanding yeah. of but, AI. But the way that Stranger Things desi- talks about the code is like, 
Uh, can you imagine like uh, a video game that is constantly adapting and evolving and working with you? And that mm -hmm. is the buzzwords that people use these days when they're trying to justify the use of AI and unemployed game devs. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting seeing him, gu you know, gushing out this this idealistic idea of a beautiful utopian future where games can write themselves. When now in the year or two since this movie came out. Uh, that has now taken on an actually a very dark overtone mm -hmm. in real life because that we've actually thought about that. It's like, oh wait, if you ca if games can write themselves, that unemploys people. Yeah. So no, it's presented yeah. as this great technological leap, but like if you think about it for too long, it, it yeah. sort of circles back around, especially well, with the I mean, modern yeah, understanding. Now that reality has almost caught up with that, not to the point of self-aware Ryan Reynolds video game character, yeah. but the, <laughs> to the point where video games have the potential to be more adaptive due to mm -hmm. adaptive learning uh we've realized that's not as a as utopian a thing as we were expecting when we were imagining it because mm -hmm. it's to every new technology is abused for money yeah and there's you know development curves with any technology where there's there's no game out there where a man in a blue shirt has suddenly become a god-powered NPC who can level up himself. That like we're aware of. It could have happened and we just, because we live in an actual wor real world, True. it's not made the news. He's so. noticed it immediately and was like, click, click, click. Let's let's sequester this for a minute. Yeah. But like, um, it's interesting, he didn't go straight for free. He didn't go straight to Guy because he was just he was skimming no. through NPCs and he looked at the barista first. Yeah. He didn't think, let's look at the the NPC whose skin this person is potentially using. Presumably it's like implies he clicked on Guy randomly. into the game and gave yeah. him a name and he's in the files and he should be the most eminently searchable NPC. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, the plot twist of why Guy is the way he is is one of the most unintentionally creepy things I've mm -hmm. ever seen. Because <laughs> it's, it's him being a creepy incel. It's Stranger yeah. Things. Like, I wrote a video game character that's my love for you, friend. <laughs> it's rough it's like, oh boy um millie and guy's date continues millie again is like this whole thing is like too weird you you love all this stuff i love that's crazy um they go to sit on a again, swing set because he designed about, like, her, her he designed him to be himself he is yeah. he's stranger things but as an npc mm -hmm. guy asks if he can kiss her and they talk about that for a while because again she thinks he's a player and i guess there's no hot key for that uh but he does because He's an NPC who can just do whatever he yeah. wants in this video game, apparently. Um, and again, this was this was actually a really funny scene because you see this romantic kiss, and then it cuts to her just watching her avatar yes. kiss, and she looks really uncomfortable. <laughs> I have made similar faces playing Baldur's Gate three, so in in a, in a post BG three world, I cannot fault this movie for having a reaction shot. Fair, you know, I because I play, I was playing, I've been playing through Baldur's Gate three with Kaluna with split screen. Uh, so the sex scenes, we're, we're basically one of us has to politely wait for the other yeah. person just like to finish sitting in a true neutral pose, being like, "I guess I will wait here until the game has moved on from this portion, yeah. and I can go back to hidden goblins or whatever." Yeah, I like if you. I mean, Halcyon in particular, if you seduce that guy, that sex scene gets graphic <laughs> and potentially bestial, apparently. Um, <laughs> So like yeah, so it's like I'm just I'm gonna go get some snacks where you get you you mm -hmm. you finish your sex scene where you, there's like choices you choose <laughs> how the sex goes, and yeah. I'll just wait for you to finish that. 
So I also get her so, surprised yeah, because, like, as much as I like a good romanceable NPC in a video game, this uh, free city does not seem like the type of game to have that particular option in it. Well, and like, so I'm like, as, as Stranger Things like says, it's there's the not a button for that. The craziest shit that could happen right now to her is like, yeah, of course she looks taken aback. How is that other player doing that? That shouldn't be yeah. physically possible. He apparently hacked this game, put in a sloop. He hacked graphic. the game and added animations that probably don't exist in the game's code. Hmm. Literally, yeah, because they pointed out later, it's like, there's no button for that. It's like, oh, he found the button, which also, <laughs> lol. Also, ha ha ha. Guy's very happy. Know. Millie goes to answer the door in real life, and so she's got to, like, log out. And she's like, we should meet up in the real world sometime. And also, my name is Millie. Now I'm telling you that for the first time ever, an hour and 20 minutes in this movie. Um, they say bye. Millie goes to open her door, and it's Keys, frantic, who's like, our code is in the game, which obviously yeah. uh, and also our code worked it's like you didn't know that you were you had like a finished game you had to know it worked <laughs> <laughs> oh that's beautiful uh, again i don't um, when it really comes down to it i don't give a shit but it is hilarious mm. how this little sense any of this makes <laughs> Uh, he's like, Guy is the proof. Um, he finally, out loud for us, the audience, drops the bomb that Blue Shirt Guy is an NPC and not a hacker, as I guess everyone in this movie had thought for the entire time. Uh, he's the first real artificial intelligence to yeah. like fully be able to learn and grow, which, and what a twist. Millie, Millie is freaking out because she kissed him. So again, yeah. she's just learned that she and Stranger Things are have created intelligent life. And he, it has been stolen from them, but it is it is now in danger of being snuffed out. And the main thing she's thinking of is, oh, it's really embarrassing that I kissed him. <laughs> I get, I get like the freak out of it, of like, isn't another player who learned the button? It's uh, like a real thinking yeah. thing that thinks. Like I guess she was developing kind of feelings for him. Yeah. She was just like she had a, she just had a really nice date with him, so she was like, this guy could be really hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so finding out that you've actually been trying to fuck a calculator i guess yeah. would be a little weird but i, I don't think it would be my first was reaction be that she was freaked out because she had programmed this character and that's why it liked all the same things as her and then the mm. movie went in a much creepier direction with that it did yeah um <laughs> keys is very excited he's like oh my god hacker hacker boy code man like we we've solved it we've done something incredible um and then he drops a line that again this gets to the thing that i think would have made this a better movie because he's like it's not just Guy. Other NPCs are changing too. A barista learned to make cappuccinos. The bombshell girl wrote like a really searing memoir about her time. That and was I'm like, very funny. Yeah. I wanted more of the other NPCs being directly changed due to their interactions with Guy. I think that would have been a better movie if they just kind yep. of half ignored all of the real world stuff and they fully focused on like how this NPC is changing the game from the inside and making the mm-hmm. other NPCs change with him. Because we'll kind of get a little bit at the end, but it's like all at once. And I'm like, no, no, no. Show these little ripple effects of like now they can get cappuccinos from the one girl even though Mm -hmm. that was such a crazy thing he said before and like now that this other girl's like changed her life and she's not like a recruitable bombshell anymore she's a best-selling author like these are great little threads of like direct action having direct result that we just get in like a throwaway line yeah the implications are just insane because yeah uh yeah sorry go on (laughs) my (laughs) The more I think about it, the more I'm just like, wow, this is because like at the end of the game, uh, end of the movie is like, you kind of think like these people have to keep their servers running forever or they commit genocide. Yes. Yes, very much so. And, and it, they're, they're a startup company by the end. So, the, you know, if they run out of money, people die. I have no idea where they were storing those servers by the end of the yeah. movie. Um, 
Millie wants Keys to meet Guy, uh, and Keys then realizes that if Antoine is lying about the backwards compatibility of Free City 2, which again is not how backwards compatibility works, uh, mm-hmm. and this new game launches on Monday, it'll the completely overwrite Free City 1. Which again, yeah. is not how backwards compatibility works. That is I think like it just means they're, they're basically saying they're going to shut down the servers and start a whole yeah. new one, which and is just like a new game. What? But but also, why not keep the oh, old game open? Porquelosness, whatever. I can't speak Spanish, but yeah, why? Why would you shut down the old servers? Like when they made Guild Wars Two, they didn't shut down Guild Wars One. Yeah, you know? they're treating it in this movie like backwards compatibility means. That it's not just an update to the new game, but we also continue to run the old game. Yeah, so no, again, like the word they're looking game... for is porting. They're porting over their yeah. characters, their stats, their levels, their weapons into the new one. Yeah, but instead, the way that it seems to really be working is like, well, it's not backwards compatible, which means we're going to completely destroy our old servers and then build entirely new ones that it contain the new game. And yeah. then the old and one the will new just game no is longer buggy exist as fuck anyway. and terrible. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like... And also, but like, he, he's saying like, oh, say, pre-sales for this new game are down. I was like, wait, so is this not a pay... A, a subscription-based game? Are you yeah. only making monies from the sales of these games, and that's why you want a sequel? That might be the most unrealistic thing, because there's no way a tech den yeah. in 2021 yeah. was not making a subscription <laughs> service for their game. Yeah. Yep, <sighs> makes no sense. But the new stakes are that they are literal days away from the launch of Free City 2, and if it is created, it will delete Guy from existence, this groundbreaking new AI development. And the reason that they can't just go public with that now immediately is because Antoine will deny that he used their code and then the new game will launch and it will just ha- Again, this is not how legal stuff works. This is not how, like, the power of people having recording devices yeah. in their own home works. Like, you need to Turing test that bitch. Like, there's yeah. so many things that go into this before you get to, well, we have to find our secret code hidden in the game. Yeah, because then I win the lawsuit and they'll be forced to keep the game running whether yeah. or not you win the lawsuit doesn't actually they, they can switch they still own their servers they like, he could I think still it would be better if you were actively in the lawsuit because then they yeah. couldn't switch them off for the sake of like evidence probably yeah what well, you should you should be going to united nations at this point and saying yeah. we believe that the actual be intelligent life is at, at stake at your lawyer's office saying like we need to enter these servers yeah. into evidence should be a legal injunction saying you have to keep these servers on cuz yeah. like yeah even if she wins the lawsuit that doesn't like he still can still shut down the video game <laughs> that changes nothing at most you get royalties now Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, plus if he shut down the original game mm-hmm. and starts a new one, okay, yes, guy dies. That's a real problem. From a legal perspective, the code is now available for her to make her game again. Yes, yes, they still have the code. It, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it, it, you know, the, what, you know, what's the, pr- yeah, again, I, yeah. I can understand her wanting to preserve sapient life. Sure. But the, the, the fact that it's tied into, oh, we have to get this evidence and we have to win this lawsuit to, in order to save Free City is the connection I'm not quite getting. Yeah, this is where the plot really, because again, I, up till this point, I was like, maybe they're going to make a turn. And it's going to go back to like, guy is a good guy, changing NPCs lives. This is the thrust of the movie. And it's very much not the thrust of the rest of the movie. We're going to be focusing yeah. entirely on, we got to get secret data that proves our stuff was stolen or else everything or will be else, deleted yeah. for Free City 2. Um yeah, I mean, I guess I, in this universe, if they win the lawsuit, they automatically take over the whole company? Question mark. I guess, like, I guess you could make an argument that, like, well, part of them winning the like part of their settlement might be they get the servers. Like, you could probably try and swing it so that that's included. But even yeah. that's like tenuous at best. 
They Not how it would work in real life, but again, we've suspended our disbelief for more than that, I guess. But. Yeah. Keyes says they have to find their original build in the game to have proof to stop Antoine before he launches Free City 2, which again, it's not how the legal system works, but we're going to just brush right past that for the sake of continuing the plot summary. Um, yeah. Their secret this, weapon the, I mean, is we, don't, we Technically, we don't know the terms of this lawsuit. I so guess. <laughs> the, she could, in this lawsuit, she could be demanding everything based on this stolen code. Don't get me, like, mm. it would have been laughed out of court, but that literally could be what she demanded. Yeah. You can make a lawsuit. You can you can su- submit a lawsuit with anything. You, it's, it's it's America, baby. We can do. You can sue for whatever you want. So potentially, she could have gone to court and said, "I am suing him for his company, like this building, mm-hmm. these physical servers, and this you game." You have particularly strong intellectual property laws, and I do think yeah. that codes probably fall under. If not that, is some sort of um, oh, uh, what's the word? For uh, blueprints that you trademark, uh... oh, it's gonna kill me. Oh, patent. Patent. Yeah, it would probably yeah. fall under patents as well, which is like something like that. Yeah. So like, she... so yeah, it's entirely possible. It is not in impossible for her to, her lawsuit to involve all of these things. It's simply that the idea that this is an ongoing like. Taika Waititi was entirely correct in that that would never see court if that is the if that is yeah. the lawsuit she had submitted. But also, she does at this point she has found evidence of her code being in the game in the form of that clip, which, as we've already established, is very easily accessible to. Would have who been available on yeah, it would have been available on Twitch this or YouTube. Should have happened and ended like months ago in this game, yeah. in this movie, and instead it is the thrust <laughs> of the final act. Yeah. Um, Millie realizes that she's going to have to tell Guy uh, the truth about the game and the world he lives in. Uh, And so she finds him in the game. This time she's turned off her accent filter, which kind of begs the question of why she wasn't just doing that from the beginning. Because it's not like she ever encountered guys who would have recognized her voice. Like, it very much was just like randos that she was talking to. I think she just wanted to be cool, honestly. Because, like, if there is an (laughs) accent filter on something, everyone would be British because we're just better than... Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. guy thinks that she used to have an Australian accent. She doesn't. Know, that was that got funny. that was another joke. I fuck it. That was so funny. <laughs> like what happened to your Australian accent? <laughs> uh, she's like mm. rushing to tell him something important and takes him to a secret place, the multiplayer lounge. Which again begs the question of how did he get past the death train? But we'll brush past that. For I now. think if you're wearing the glasses, you can. He just didn't last huh. time. Yeah, yeah. mayhaps. Um, in there, he sees the UI that covers all the different parts of his routine and all of his NPC buddies' routines and, like, shows them as, like, hits on the leaderboard. And she's like, the whole city is a game and yep. I'm a player, but you're an NPC. And he sees his bank on the leaderboard with all the players, like, beefing with him and all the robbers going in and everyone doing this mission. Yep. And, and again, he... you see you see on this board just how shit the graphics are in this game. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> Because this movie was made in what, 2020? 2021. Yeah. So, like, they knew what good graphics in video games looked like at that point. So, they did, like, I know they wanted to differentiate between the video game and real life and stuff, but, like, yeah, I I can't imagine this game getting that popular with that garbage graphics. No. Uh, Guy really struggles with the reality that his whole world is uh, some fabrication and that he's just some idiot in the background, as he puts it. And he's like, this can't possibly be right. I love you. And she's like, it's only because it's in your programming. 
Um, this really hurts him, and he leaves Millie, continuing to try to go after him, telling him that the city is going to shut down in just two days, which does sort of raise the question of, like, how does time work for Guy in this game? Because we see him throughout that earlier montage, like, die and respawn yeah. and die and respawn, and it's a new day each time, but, like, I didn't want to think about it too I, hard I was, at this point. <laughs> I was kind of assuming it was, like, video games that have day and night cycles tend to be, like, it will go from day to night every 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know like yeah. you know skyrim or something if you're playing that you know it's like it's like an hour for every five minutes that yeah. you're playing the game so that that was my assumption but like that does mean like if she said it's two days time that that information that unit of time is going to mean nothing to a guy mm-hmm. <laughs> um millie continues after him trying to tell him that you know he's got two days and he's just too hung up on how he thought there was something more to life but apparently uh, he's not something more. He is just uh, pixels because she's real and he's not. He takes off the sunglasses and walks through Free City, getting punched at one point and just like chaos happening all around him as the crime and chaos of the world is, is constantly happening. Um, he goes to the beach and looks to the horizon and sees nothing. He throws a rock and it goes and immediately hits a wall, the boundaries of the game. He sticks his arm in and it just disappears into nothingness. It's all a lie. <laughs> Yep. He goes past the other NPCs, this time sassing all the others as they say their single everyday lines. An old lady talking about her missing cats, and he's like, "Of course." Again, th- yeah. yeah. This is, this game is the game that like has revolutionized gameplay and has turned Taiko Atiti into a trillionaire. Is mm-hmm. the game where all the NPCs have exactly one line and it's yeah. just repeating quests. Uh, <laughs> Again, like it, nothing about this game makes me feel like it was made by someone who has played a video game. Mm-hmm. He tells all the NPCs he meets that nothing matters and everything is fake, and then he gets hit by a car and ragdolls, uh, which I thought was kind of fun. I'm like, well, that's funny. I like that he ragdolled after. But, but also, like, you can see that now he's level 150 or whatever, he doesn't die because he's got enough HP to survive mm-hmm. getting hit by cars. So he's still like, hey, Officer Bob or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, guy goes to Buddy's house and asks what he'd do if he found out that he wasn't real. And though Buddy has a bunch of questions about the theory behind this question, he eventually lands on the answer, so what? Um, Buddy tells him that whether he's real or not, right now, he's sitting with his best friend, trying to help him, and that moment is real. Which again, is a sentiment that I really liked, because it gets back to the part of the movie that I think is the strongest, which is uh, this character who has just gained agency choosing to be good, and now his friend Mm. is like, of course, the thing that matters is like, our world, our reality, and our interpersonal relationships. I'm like, excellent. And then well, it just sort of yeah, <laughs> that that one conversation took up the entire philosophy of existence, self awareness, the human soul. Mm-hmm. Like it, he is, it, it, he, they keep saying they're not real, but if they are self aware, I think therefore I am self aware. Mm-hmm. They are as real as any human being. They just exist in a slightly different way of living. You know, existing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like that is a real rabbit hole because you start thinking like, okay, does guy have a soul? Okay, like, because I was thinking, like, one way they could have solved this problem was Stranger Things could have just copied the code. Mm -hmm. He has access to this entire game. Copy it, move it to a private server, guy is fine. Is that copy guy? Does he, you know, you could potentially just copy paste this entire thing and there'd be two self aware guys on two different servers. You know, um,. That, you know, when they rescued him, I'm assuming they physically went and took the servers out. Which again, I'm not sure how they got legal ownership of them, just because they want to, just because they sued someone for copyright. But mm. um, it, it, it's 
it raises a whole sort of like it's like the 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 teleporter in Star Trek. Someone is disintegrated, their code is transferred, someone else and they're rematerialized. Is that person dead? And a new version of them exists? Did that person just move? Is there did their soul transfer from one body to the other? Is is a soul even a thing? What it you know? D- all these questions are the the logical thinking through of like artificial intelligence and the nature of existence as coding. Obviously, this film was not about that, but that's where. That's where my mind went during that conversation. So, like, the next 10 minutes of the movie after that are a bit hazy for me because every time they go through that scene, I go into this existential crisis of existence <laughs> and yeah, sort of black I out a like bit. So. The thing that I grabbed onto this was, like, less the existential questions of the universe, although that is sort of the implicit bit behind this conversation, and more just, like, oh, the thing that grounds him and, like, the thing that we, the audience, are meant to relate to in this moment and that is supposed to, like, reinvigorate him is this very real human connection that we have seen throughout. And though even though he and Buddy both start as NPCs and Buddy chooses to remain more NPC-like throughout up till now, at the end of the day, there is still something very, like, human and real about, like, best friends supporting each other and wanting to help each other even as their circumstances change. And I'm like, this is mm-hmm. great. This gets back to the, like, inherent good of humanity that Guy is exhibiting by being this, like, essentially, like, freshly created person that, like, now chooses to do good. And, like, here he is being reminded of, like, you are your motivation is that you want to do good. And that is reflected in the people that you've chosen to surround yourself with, even if, you know, you didn't make that original choice to code yourself there in the bank. And then the subsequent scenes kind of just, like, return to, well, I guess we got to get code now because now that we've dealt with our existential crises, we can just be good guys for the rest of the movie and, like no worries about anything or well, what yeah i mean yeah they you can hand wave a lot of stuff by just saying this is adaptive ai learning and it, mm-hmm. the code can adapt to any it, you have infinite possibilities once the code can adapt to new situations uh but yeah they the philosophical side of it is very much skimmed over mm-hmm. um Guy asks Buddy if he knows the other security guards in the game, and they go to the stash house. Uh, Guy and Buddy are just in there when the player returns. It's Channing Tatum from the beginning. Uh, He is the player avatar in this case. Um, And they are like, we got in here because Buddy here is friends with the other security guard, whose name is Luigi, and they did a little bit about that. Um, Yeah. Again, so, like, I thought the whole thing about Buddy is he gets up, he goes to work, and he goes home. So, mm -hmm. but apparently he also goes to, like, a security guard bar? I guess, like, every NPC has, like, a routine, so presumably there's somewhere all the security guards must, like... Yeah. Or it could just be written into his backstory, like, every day he wakes up with the knowledge that he knows these other security guards. Yeah. That part didn't bug me too much, uh, but it was sort of like, a, I guess we're in the stash house now in this scene. Um, guy demands the video clip from him, and Channing Tatum is so excited to see Blue Shirt Guy <laughs> that he agrees to give him the clip and starts gushing to his followers, because we'll see that this guy is just like a 22-year-old in his mom's attic, like, streaming. And <laughs> that, yeah, that that actor, I've seen, I've seen them in a bunch of things. Uh, I, I keep blanking on their name, but they are, they were, it, they were good in that role, although it did sort of imply that there was some sort of enthusiasm filter as well mm-hmm. because you can see that they're just eating twizz- twizzlers and just like hey hey guys it's crime yeah. time and then channing tatum's like yo wow yeah what's up guys and gals so again there's there's a certain level of wait 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 how is how is this tra- how is his actions translating yeah. into the game <laughs> didn't make a ton of sense but but i, I did like that he was like uh, would occasionally start yelling at his mom so channing tatum would turn was like, was like mom don't touch that sock that's my special time sock yeah. Um, 
He immediately agrees to give Guy the clip. And Which, again, funny plot twist that they just, they never actually thought to ask this player character because he doesn't give a... Sh it's, this isn't actually his property. This is this is digital stuff. Yeah. He, li he also, wants like, the attention. He doesn't understand you know? why it's so important to this. Like, it's not like he knows about the lawsuit or anything. Their game was yeah. never released. And so no, he didn't immediately clock what it was. He just exactly. has this I mean, clip. He's a streamer. Stash. Yeah. Spreading his footage is... Good. His job. Yeah. He wants people to get this footage of him doing stuff and spread it around. So it's like, yeah. So yeah, I did. I think that was quite funny. That they just, why, yeah. Why did they never just ask this guy? I mean, even if they, because she's she's got access to some. I mean, he certainly Stranger Things has access to player information. So he mm -hmm. could have looked up this player, illegal and privacy invading, but you know the other crimes are being yeah. done anyway. Could have passed on this information to her in the real world. She could have approached this guy, uh, and said or as part of the lawsuit, that she could have got a, uh, uh, what's the word, an injunction? Uh, you know, when you, it's like, like a warrant, but for information. Like a subpoena. Yeah, subpoena, yeah, she could have subpoenaed this guy's footage. Yeah, it, it feels I, like, I just, yeah. they, 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 they bend over backwards to make it essential for this stuff to be happening in-game in a way that just makes no sense. And even if you want to keep it in-game, just have her avatar talk to his avatar. We see that yeah. she can see who this player is. She knows he's not coming back to the stash house for five minutes in an earlier scene. So I'm like, okay, you probably can see his username. Go to the multiplayer lounge and send him a DM. That's the thing yeah, that exists say, on hey, the man, can I get this, this stuff? impossible. Yeah. Um, so... But he immediately gives Guy the clip, and then he kind of like is like, "Oh, you do me a favor, like say my catchphrase. It's crime o'clock, baby. You know what time it is." Uh, yeah. And he guys just like, "No, I'm, not, I'm just gonna keep going." And him and Buddy just sort of awkwardly leave as Channing Tatum does a bunch of emotes. I feel like this scene maybe <laughs> overstayed its welcome a little bit for me. I'm like, "Okay, we've got yeah. what we need to here. Let's move on." Uh, yeah, um, you can dance Channing Tatum. We know. Yeah. We've seen Magic Mike. Either do the catchphrase or do the emote, but don't do both bits in this in this scene. I'm like, we're too we're spending too long in the stash house for a thing that already didn't make sense to me in this movie. It was it was kind of funny, but I'm glad that that is kind of where they stopped doing the Channing Tatum. Gags. Yeah, he doesn't really yeah. recur. Um, at the storage containers later, Guy is talking to a frozen Millie in her uh, storage locker, which I guess is where she spawns from when she logs in. Um, as she, he's like, I want to save the world because it's my world, and then she spawns in and starts moving, and I was like, that's the not how that can't possibly be. How yeah, well, works. I I've seen exactly one video game where your character does actually stick around. I think it's called Rust, and I don't know. Mm. I was playing the pre-alpha of that game, so I don't know if they've changed it now. But you you had to find a safe place to log out because your character would stick around just unconscious <laughs> on the floor when you logged out. It's well, I mean, that was because Rust was, like, hardcore survival. It's, like, mm. post-apocalyptic survival game. Um, but, like, yeah, so the idea that, like, her avatar was just standing there in a player-accessible area doesn't make a lot of sense. Eh. Well, it's not the worst thing this movie has done. She says that they're done living in the background, and he gives her the video clip, and we see uh, in a montage, and the, the, periodically we will cut out two montages of various, this is where all the streamer cameos are, Streamers and whatnot talking about the game, reacting to the events of the movie. In this one, they're talking about how, you know, we used to just, like, mercilessly kill NPCs without a thought for their well-being. But now Blue Shark Guy has me thinking about, like, how do we approach NPCs? Should I actually just be, like, hanging out with them and not violent? And I'm like, this is the entire thesis of every game where you can't kill NPCs. Like, your Stardew Valleys. <laughs> and, like, I, I get the, like, point they're trying to make. It's like, wow, people are really thinking about how they approach 
like NPCs and caring about these characters and games, but also just like any non first person shooter MMO, like, yep. you know, uh, Grand Theft Auto I mean, game I, that might apply I, to already. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure where they were going with that because it's not like it's just like be kinder to people. Yeah. Because like, uh, and it's also like, I mean, these guys had no idea that these NPCs were becoming self aware and were becoming actual people. So, yeah. Like, I. I, when I play a video game, I always choose the Paragon route because mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a sweet, sensitive boy, and doing bad things makes me feel bad. Yeah. So like I've never played the bad option in Knights of the Republic, Mass Effect, Baldur's Gate. I have no idea what the evil <laughs> options do because I every time I do them, I immediately get really feel horrible, and I I have to reload and be the good boy mm-hmm. so, but like even i w- if i was dry in a, like a racing game or a driving game if i was playing grand theft auto and i accidentally ran over an npc i wouldn't give a shit because they're just that's it's, it's unavoidable it's just what you know it's coding i feel like it's trying to circle back around to the idea of like oh well blue shirt guy guy is teaching people that doing good is good yeah, but it's, it's not it's, quite it's landing. Be kind when there's no when there's no reward for being kind. Be kind. Being kind anyway. Yeah, is a good message. I I'm not quite because they 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 sort of like you said earlier they geared up towards that message and then kind of dropped it. Yeah, like this is really the last time we'll find it. The main point of the scene is to make Antoine mad and like. Also, like again, if anyone with a cursory anyone who has played a video game knows that like. There are a lot of NPCs that are very beloved in their respective fandoms, so I don't feel like this would be the first instance that an NPC ever made someone think, I don't want to kill them, I kind of like this character. Like, I don't know that this really is the right use of this kind of moment. Like, this feels like later on in the movie, having this, like, oh, guy, the NPC that now the world knows is an NPC, made us think about how we approach these, like, AI that are in this game. Mm. And maybe we as gamers are going to be nicer. Like, it's not a great message. It's not like a perfect message. It's not like perfectly thought out. But I think it'd be more effective than where it is now, where it just immediately serves the next scene, which is Antoine busting into the dev room being like, I want blue shirt guy gone. (laughs) He's terrible. Well, it, well, it's the, his objection was that it was it was ruining pre-sales of mm-hmm. Free, City Free City Two again. I I'm so confused. Like that just means there's more interest in the game you already have yeah. and, and don't like, have to. That implies that everyone knows Free City Two won't have the same NPCs in it, which doesn't which seem to be a thing he had been spe- advertising. They, they had yeah. established that he had lied about. Yeah. So it's it's so, sort of a like I don't really know if I get what the real conflict yeah. is but, here. But again, I I was a bit distracted because again, Taika Waititi was just being so fucking funny in this scene. It was like sales are down sixteen percent. It's like sixty percent. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Keys' objection is that you can't get rid of Blue Shirt Guy because he's an NPC, and Antoine freaks out for exactly one second before deciding that, okay, no problem, we'll just completely reset his AI. Um, Mauser suggests rebooting the server. Essentially, he's mm. going to turn it off and turn it on again, which is not how you change code. No, and also, the, it's also it's treated as this huge deal, and it's like, whoa, the server's yeah. down? It's like, guys... Every MMORPG is down for <laughs> scheduled maintenance on the regular. Yeah. You, you know, you get an announcement saying this the server will be down between like midnight and two this o'clock in the morning. Not reset guy. It will not destroy the first sentient AI. And also like game if the, it, it'll be annoying to gamers because it was not announced, but it will not like this it's, shows like a world stopping event. People are like, What's happening? Whoa. We can't comprehend this. And like, no, this is a very normal yeah. thing that happens. You guys never had a server crash that is that is very common. Games yeah. update sometimes. Like this is yeah. this is a, in the world where we get like almost subscription based games, this is an incredibly common thing. Yeah. In twenty twenty one, this would have been a thing people know happens. 
So, yeah. so again, it shows a fundamental misunderstanding of games and gaming mm. culture and all sorts of things. But again, again, these things never quite got to bothering me levels enough to stop me liking the movie. I, yeah. I, 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 I do want to keep stressing that because I, <laughs> I feel like I've been doing nothing but tearing this movie apart for the last hour and a half. I feel and then just... less bad about that because this did bother me enough to not love this part of the movie. <laughs> like, I respect no, like, it immensely, but... Mm. If it was realistic, it would be a shitty movie. That's I don't thing. know. I think there were part of it they should have made me been a little bit more married to the realism for. Fair enough. There, um, m- there might have been a better balance, sure. I mean, I was mostly in it for Ryan Reynolds being delightful. Ryan Reynolds is very sweet in this movie. I can't take that from him. He's, yeah. he's a very charming man, and he's very charming in this movie, playing a good guy, being a good guy. Sure, great. Got, I don't watch have, him I got get no cancelled next week, and we get, like, <laughs> <laughs> then we get in trouble for liking him. Ugh, I hope not. Um... Back in the lounge, Millie and Guy are watching the tape and they catch a glimpse of the build in the game, which, as we described earlier, is this like mountain covered in greenery, butterflies, paradise. It just looks very Edenistic. Most boring Um, game I could imagine. (laughs) Millie is elated. She's like, this is the proof. And Guy's like, oh, I've seen that place before. But before he can expand on that thought, um, the devs hit reboot on the servers. Millie freezes. All the players in the game freeze. The game clip is gone. And uh, Guy is the only one moving as he's an NPC who's part of the game. And I guess he's not the part that rebooted. Um, He moves freely through the doors into Free City. And as he does, everything glitches away, including him, into nothingness. And Guy and Free City are reset. Keys is devastated. We see clips of angry gamers worldwide. Millie is also devastated. And as soon as the game reboots, uh, as soon as it's back online, Millie reloads in, though it does buffer for a minute, because that's presumably millions of people around the world are attempting to load into the game at the yeah. same time, which is almost more disastrous than rebooting the servers. Another question, right? So you see, you get a, a general scale of the size of Free City. It's about mm-hmm. New York sized. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are definitely not millions of players no. in that one city. So that means there's going to be, the same servers, as anything, there's going to be multiple servers. Yeah, so there's going to be like a US, like 10 different US servers, 20 different U- European mm-hmm. servers. Does Guy, does, does self-aware Guy only exist in one of those yeah. servers? Well, later on, we're getting close to it. Antoine's going to try and physically destroy the servers, and there's only one that he meant leaves undisturbed, and well, that's again, the one again, that Guy is presumably on. It shows a misunderstanding of how servers work, because if you true. destroy one... Like, coding and video games, they don't work with, like, okay, well, this server is controlling that building, and this server is controlling that bit of the building, and if you smash that one, that building disappears, but the rest keeps running. It's like, no, you destroy one part of the things running a video game, the entire thing just crashes. Yeah. That's... It's... Ugh. Ugh. Again, has to has to happen this way for it to be a good... to be a watchable movie, but a small part of it's just, like, that's not how any of this works! <laughs> it got worse with the, the... this is not how any of this works the further along in the movie we got, and from here yeah. on, it's, it's pretty much all, like, none of this is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, guy wakes up, he begins his beginning of the movie routine, his usual day, he goes for his usual polo shirt, um... He's going about his scripted routine, his scripted loop when Millie finds him and she tries to talk to him and be like, I need you to show me where you saw the clip because I guess the clip got deleted in the reboot also. So um, the follow-up question to this to me is, did rebooting the servers destroy every player's inventory? Because mm. more so than the game being offline for a minute, that would cause people to riot. If you had any sort of yeah. like pay-to-play skins that got deleted and like shit mm-hmm. like that, people would be furious. Yeah, does that mean this guy like... You have uh, a whole different lawsuit on your hands. Chan- yeah, Channing Tatum's uh, library of in-universe clips are all erased now? Yeah, like. it was a little funky. Um, 
She tries to remind Guy of their date, but he's fully reset. He just reverts to his catchphrase, don't have a good day, have a great day. And Millie in the real world gets a call from Keys as he sort of found something in Guy's code even after the yeah. wipe. And this is where he explains that the thing that like helped his AI break out was her because he programmed him based like yes. he's based on so, this yeah, character so called Love Lorne that Keys had created for their game, who was a guy who was like stuck in a loop of trying to find love and he couldn't find his dream girl who he had designed based on the girl he sat next to every day, yeah. Millie, which is why Guy yeah, has so I, many of the same likes. This is the creepiest incel shit in the world. Like, yeah, he he had a crush on his crea- on his uh business partner. So he designed, he wrote into the game that they were programming together. He made a character that was hopelessly in love with her and was really sad because he'd never get to meet her. Mm-hmm. And this character got ported over to Free City. Uh, so, yeah, so finally meeting her, which apparently he can do by sight. He knows from seeing her avatar that she is the perfect woman for him. That's what broke him out of his programming routine and started him on this path to self-awareness or truth, you know, mm-hmm. true independence. So... Yeah, that's just like, because they were building this game together. Did she not find this character called Lovelorn and look at it and realize that it was like, was this his way of trying to ask her out? I read it more as like, she didn't do too much of the coding. That was all his foray. So like, maybe she never saw this character's like code or whatever. Um, I think the only thing that saves this for me from being like the ultimate creep move is that at least he didn't program her into the game. It's like... It's more of a self-insert for him, and it's not that yep. there is a Millie in the game, with the exception of, well, Free City she played, so of course she's in the game, but that's not usually supposed to happen, which is why it's an exception for Guy. So I get what they're going for with this. It's not, like, as creepy as it could have been, but it's not great either. Like, it is very much like a, when I built my, like, self-insert character that loves you into this game, and it's like, I wrote oh, you these your words poems. in real life, man. Yeah, because this is, you know, everyone... No, I, I, I don't write poetry, I make daggers. This guy doesn't write poetry, he designs Codes. video game yeah. characters. So this is this is basically his, as uh, Guy describes it, yeah, this is his love letter to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is, yeah, so, and it, it's just, it's a bit weird that he programmed it into the game for the, the two of them were creating professionally. It's, it's a little creepy, I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Um, but she is the one who brought Guy to life, is kind of the conclusion he reaches... Um, we go to the bank where we see Millie uh, is the one who's trying to rob it, and this time she singles out Guy, kidnaps him, and mm. takes him to an alleyway and like gives him sunglasses to put on, and he sees the UI oh. for the first time again, and like she explains that the world will disappear in 24 hours, and that that's... Yeah, but and, like, smooching him brings back his memories, yeah, fine, but like, whatever. I will say, she doesn't, like, because uh, she's listening to a pre-recorded message that Stranger Things has sent to mm-hmm. her explaining this and she just she quits out of it before when he's mid-sentence because she's like i gotta go speak to guy and then you find out at the end of the movie what she cut off was him basically bearing his soul to her yeah he basically just says i love you and then that's the one line she didn't catch yeah she quit yeah she wouldn't she couldn't even finish this motherfucker's video message (laughs) (laughs) like i thought that was really funny that she she missed the point where he said like i put my feelings the, mm-hmm. the reason the, he seems so real is I put my real feelings for you in this character. Yeah, it feels like when they were writing the script, they were undecided about whether she was going to end up with Guy or Keys at this point, And then they just left yeah. it ambiguous enough so they could decide in the last 10 minutes of the movie. Um, 
Yeah, she kisses him. His AI expands again. Memories flood back. He becomes the same guy as before. So I guess that answers our question about how many versions of guy are there out in the universe. It's not like it's a different guy who got rebooted. It's still the same guy. Um, again, we're getting into metaphysical. Yeah. Is this his soul? Is it like if you had saved a copy of him and loaded that in another server, would that still be the mm-hmm. same guy? Questions I do not yeah. feel equipped to answer. Uh, <laughs> I don't think humanity is equipped to answer them. I, mean, <laughs> I certainly don't think the movie Free Guy was equipped to answer them. Ha! <laughs> no. Um, Guy remembers where he saw the image and he takes her to his apartment and shows her the reflection in his blinds. It's their build. She realizes that Antoine had hid their build past the horizon of the game so it would be invisible, but he forgot to scrub it from the reflections, which kind of implies that Antoine is the only person who coded the base of this game, which feels impossible given the scope and also the size of the dev team that we saw earlier in the movie. Yeah. But they know where it is. They just can't see it. They have to get past the water line at the beach. Um, Keys is going to hack them past the beach. Uh, but they know that Antoine is going to try and throw everything he has at them to stop them. So Guy yeah. has a plan. This is the part where you just have to fully ignore how hacking works, how coding a game works, how moving around a game works, more so than any other part of the movie. Um, also... Yeah, so they he gets all of the NPCs to go on strike because yes. he said like he's going to throw everything he has at you, which apparently means in-universe characters. Mm-hmm. They said, well, there's no one to throw, so he gets all the police or the or the tank guys to take the day off. Yeah, and again, it's like okay, guys, to admit you can just spawn in a whole new set of NPCs if that's what you wanted. And again, we're back to the concept: of it. it is wild that you need to kill him in universe to stop him, or and also like he jumps. Uh, you know, we'll get to this. Oh, sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Continue. <laughs> but yeah, he gathers all the NPCs on the pier. He gives a big speech about living in the background and how the city could be different. Millie supports it with how rarely there's violence and crime in their world, except for gun violence, which we're going to just brush over. Um, they can be whatever they want. Uh, the barista pipes up that at this point that she's like, I want to change the world and also make green tea boba. And the crowd rallies with this about fighting for a new world. They're all together. The NPCs have decided that like, we're going to band together with Guy on this one. They've all been fundamentally changed by his speech. Um, and again, this is the point where I'm like, you had this great thing early on with like Guy doing small actions that broke other NPCs out of their particular loops. I wish there was more with more of those NPCs where you really see how the free city has been changing throughout this whole movie so yeah. that this scene didn't just feel like we gave one good speech and then all the NPCs rallied and more of like, no, you've been slowly but surely through your net good actions changing the world around you and it's making a better world which is kind of the final message of the movie and then they have this big scene of like we've you rallied around all of us now we'll rally around you to help you with this final mm-hmm. thing to make a world for all of us but instead it is just sort of big speech and now we're all gonna hang out at a coffee shop for the rest of the movie <laughs> <laughs> and again that sit the entire city's worth of people fit in that one coffee shop how i guess this is not a complex game <laughs> <laughs> Um, a bank robber goes to rob the bank and there are no NPCs there. All of the players of the world are finding it empty. All of the NPCs are hanging out at the coffee shop. Players all over the world are immediately reacting on live streams and suddenly everybody knows about Blue Shirt Guy being an AI, which would sort of prove the code being in the game and again gets back to the you have all the evidence you need for the legal case. How is this not uh, solving the problem already? Um, yep. Antoine is asked to fix the game and bring Blue Shirt Guy back and Antoine, seeing this footage of when Guy gets the clip and hears him say Millie, realizes who's behind it all and what's up. So he goes to the devs and he sees uh, Guy and Millie driving around the city. Antoine demands that Millie be booted from the game now, but Mauser's like, I can't, her account is spoofed. So you know they googled at least one coding term for the (laughs) the script. 
Um, and they're like, well, we have to kill her in the game because we can turn off her respawns. Um, we'll, we'll turn, turn them off, off for everyone. If you die, then you die forever because that's... Like, that's sure. What? That, turning off respawns would just mean that, like, you have to wait to yeah. respawn. Like, you don't... It doesn't delete... Like, turning off respawn doesn't delete your character information. Again, they googled one term for the script of this movie and it was not respawn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it definitely wasn't backwards compatible either. So. No. Uh, all the NPCs are on strike, so they have no in-game NPCs they can use. And I thought at this point, oh, so they're going to convince players to attack them. Like, they're going to put some crazy reward oh, on them or something. Smart. No, that's not what they do at all. And that um, could also have tied into the the, 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 the players choosing not to. Exactly. Ah, oh, shit. But no, that's not they what happened. you in on this movie. <laughs> uh, they turn off respawn. Any player who dies is dying for real in the game. Um, the... Devs go to God mode and game go. It's go time. They're jumping in the game. Mauser specifically, who at this point, I was like waiting for Mauser to have his little redemption moment of like, I guess Keys is my friend and I want to support him. And Antoine's clearly an asshole who's been mean to me the whole time. Um, I'm going to turn on him in this moment and you know not get Guy and Millie. And that does not happen for a long, long time. Uh, at this point, he just fully goes after them with his little rabbit, uh, you know, player skin. And they start coding the world to, like, collapse around them. And the buildings start pushing closer together. Uh, Keys counterhacks and makes a ramp for them. So the car goes over the ramp and they land on a roof. And it's like, ah, great Kate chase scene. Hacking. Uh, hacking, yeah, coding and <laughs> hacking. And that's how that works. Whatever. I, you know, you could have just, like, physically changed their location. You know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's fine. I guess this is more important. Um, Antoine is aware that Keys hasn't left the building, which we see him sitting behind a pillar in the very room that they're in. So I guess he had to do all of his hacking from inside of the room, even though it's on a laptop that's not connected to anything specific. Um, huh. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess he just really needed to be on the Wi-Fi. He really needed to be yeah. on that Wi-Fi. Um... Antoine tells his uh, Mauser that they're heading to Hitman's Beach, and uh, Mauser's like, oh, is there something out there? And I kept waiting for him to be like, what's out there? Is it the thing that you said you didn't steal? Realize that he stole it. It's so obvious at this point. Yeah. Um, Antoine tells the art nerds who he's been berating this whole movie to drop in Dude, who is apparently a barely coded, half-made version of Guy that they had been working on for Free City 2. But despite their protests, they do start to upload him into the game. Mm -hmm. um, Keys goes into Antoine's office and plays dumb about Antoine using their code in the game, which makes Antoine immediately give the entire gimmick away by saying that, of course, I used your code in the game, uh, but your game was bad and it would have bombed, according to all the to focus groups fair, and numbers. To be fair, he was absolutely correct about that. It's like that. The game they were making was clearly bullshit. I feel like the game they were making would have a certain audience if we learned, like, I could see a world where, like, the cozy gamers of the world are like, yeah, this is fun. I get to, like, live my little world and garden and, like, hang out with NPCs yeah. who have good dialogue. But it would not have appealed to well, the Free City 2 players of the world or the Free City players of the world. You find out at the end that, like, because they, they, they say, like, who would have thought that a game where you just watch people like fucking voyeurs was going to be popular and like well we did so their idea was they were going to create a fully functioning society on this 
idyllic <laughs> island of self-aware or sort of adaptive learning AI and watch how their society progresses. And it's like, that is a, a, a fascinating experiment for sociology students. It's a very like SimCity sandboxy kind of game. But and I'm like, literally you don't but really like, get to so take part in. so much more advanced. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, there's points of this. And don't get me wrong, I, I am aware that Stardew Valley cleaned up <laughs> partly because of the pandemic, but I saw I'm aware there is absolutely an audience for that kind of game. But that, I, I it, don't think that's what they were making. No, it's, I think that they're a little vague on what their game was beyond, yeah. like, idyllic. Like, because just, like, the source code of this is how we program NPCs is an incredibly powerful piece of coding that they could have very well, like, licensed and made a lot of money from using, even yes, without if, having built their own game. Yeah, because, I mean, Taika Waititi proved you can take that source code and that adapted learning and that intelligence and put it into any video game. He just mm -hmm. happened to make a garbage MMORPG. So, like, you, if they had sold that code, then every video game could yeah. have it, and you'd it be multi-trillionaires. Their game was the idea they needed to, like, copyright. Yeah. It was the code that they built their NPC system on, and that, and that is a very that this. is a copyrightable thing that they could have proven he stole, but mm -hmm. yeah. but you alas. had to you had to figure it out by playing the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keys gives Antoine the finger and hits a button on his laptop and in the game the wall around the beach is destroyed by a big building that becomes a bridge and that's fine. That's what hitting one button and hacking does. He changed the code. We're, I, I'm assuming we the idea her. is he'd gotten really, really close to it. He typed in all the code needed for that. He, he didn't just click insert bridge. He'd put... He'd actually designed, while he was hiding behind this pillar, he programmed it in for a building to turn itself into a bridge yes. for the dramatic purposes. And sure. he, got, he was just about to hit enter when the security nabbed him. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, they let him keep his laptop. Yes, he gets his laptop through the entire end of the movie. It's in his box. I guess he was getting fired actively in the time and he's yeah. packing up but his like, stuff. While Taika Waititi was having his villain speech, he was, he like... Stranger Things had his laptop right in front of him, and he didn't think, oh, I should take that away from him. No. Um, Mauser runs in, and on the big screen, they see the bridge form. Antoine demands that he boot every single player out of the game now, uh, which Mauser's like, you want to remove everyone from the game? Again, Taika Waititi has done nothing but be villainous for the last 10 minutes of movie. This is not the craziest thing he said. Um, yeah. Antoine has keys kicked out of the building. Mauser sits down and boots everyone from the game. Again, a third opportunity for him to have turned on his boss and been like, no, keys is my friend. And he's still not doing it. Mm. Um, Millie tells Guy to keep going as she gets booted from the game. Guy is on his own now. It's him and NPCs only. Gamers, once again, are frustrated. Uh, keys is being escorted out of the building and he opens his laptop a little bit and hacks, 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 and then starts streaming, streaming the game. Wait, and did, we, guy... did we blow past dude? Because has he had the dude fight by now? No, it comes up next. Okay. Yeah, Key starts streaming it. The world, we see all these shots of people tuning in from their various locations around the world to watch this yes, one live yes, stream. Yes, because even though the players have been kicked out, you can still stream the game. I guess he mm. hacked it? Well, yeah, it's being it's being shown everywhere. And I'm like, yeah. Jack Septiguy is doing a live stream, and all these other people like people are Ninja like anxiously Leaf, cheering guy on. And just then, yeah. dude is uploaded, and it's like Ryan Reynolds's head on a jacked body. And it's like, okay, sure, uh, he's yep. not very intelligent because he was only half programmed. He has the icon of a blue shirt on his chest, but he doesn't have one on. Because he's got again, a tattoo of a blue shirt. I yeah. thought that was quite funny, and he's just like catchphrase. Yeah, he's just got a lot of unsaid stuff. Um, 
Again, not how programming works. If you have half a programming, you don't have a character. This you would have look nothing. like a rectangle if it was really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the, the things that they hadn't finished was like the absolute last part of program. Like they were a minutes away from finishing this thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Buddy shows well, the thought up. Occurs, they would have had to bring in a voice actor. Yes. To record him saying catchphrase, catchphrase TMI, you know, T- TBA, a third thing. Yeah, it's insane. This None of this is yeah. how creating a character in a video game works, even a little bit. Yeah. I but hadn't I even thought of that, because, like, Ryan Reynolds... Ryan to fight. Yeah. Guy, he is... His voice... So, at the, the best technology we have now is AI voice replication. So, mm-hmm. that... They would have... Gosh, I hadn't even thought of that. Like, how is he saying things that weren't recorded for him? He must, they must be using a voice emulator, which mm-hmm. is based on some real life. So in this universe, there's a real life Ryan Reynolds voice out there somewhere who has had his entire voice jacked and used for this game. I didn't even yeah. think of that. Damn, huh? Yeah. I guess this is a world that posits that you can change your accent by talking into a microphone and then it'll Good, be flawless, oh, right. So. Yeah, no. The, the voice technology is way ahead of everything else here. I completely forgot. Everything that. else yeah. is on par with our current modern day standards of technology, but vocal technology has dramatically surpassed Leapt that, ahead. which we currently yeah. have. Um, Buddy also shows up and he's like, whoa, two guys. And then he gets punched, so he didn't do too much. Um, dude that throws was, yeah. Buddy away and gets back to beating up Guy. The dude is, like, getting ready for what every gamer in the world described as a death blow, but Guy grabs his glasses and is able to use them to summon all of the various IP that have been yeah, booted this, into the yeah, game this is to the fight. scene where Disney flexes how all the IPs they've assimilated over they the last ten Captain years. They get Captain America's shield, and the Avengers theme plays, and then we see Chris yep. Evans, and he's like, what? Watching the live stream, yeah, and then he gets a big Hulk really, arm, yeah. and then he gets, like, a lightsaber, and they play the Star Wars music, and I'm like, I don't like this shit. And again, yeah. So, the, what I was thinking was, okay, Disney owned these IPs. In-universe, Tsunami, the imaginary video game company, also owns these IPs. Or they, like, licensed it, like how Fortnite will do, like, collaborations oh, and good stuff. Oh, good point, yeah, but... I guess so, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, if you want to start throwing, if your big thing is like the villain is all about IPs and sequels, and then your big finale fight is your good guy uses all of the power power of IP IP. and sequels to beat him, it sort of rings a little hollow. Like, I think you need it to be using this either throughout so it becomes background noise, or you need to specifically not use it to make a point. What what would have been in keeping is if the dude had been using existing IPs and guy had come up with something original to yeah. defeat him that but again i i think what i accepted quite early on is the movie's not trying to be that smart it does not you know it wanted to show you captain america's shield and Chris evans going what the fuck and it did and that was actually a very funny cameo uh, I don't know. I feel like I was like, yeah. I don't want to see Chris Evans at this point. I'm like, there's you... so little happening in this movie that I care about already to take me away from it from even two seconds to directly undercut the like theme you've already set up was just so incredibly frustrating to me. I'm like, I'm so done with this. You have standards that I in this. I mean, in this particular case, I absolutely. <laughs> I love did Chris not Evans. Have. I like seeing his face, but not not like this. <laughs> not like this, Chris. Not like, like this, this, Chris. Come on, <laughs> let him be free. Let him uh, let him be his knives out, and let, let him do all the weird roles where he plays assholes anymore. He doesn't have to be Captain America anymore. He did his time. Indeed. Um, the dude manages to get him on the ropes again, but Buddy returns the glasses to Guy, who is able to put them on the dude, just freezing him from the freeing him from the limitations of his code as he is distracted with all the shiny objects. And dude runs away to grab all the floaty power ups and stuff, and like 
go run with butterflies again, and whatnot. Again, that's when it came back. That is that was Guy choosing non to be kind. That yeah. was Guy. His he defeated the boss not by putting the glasses on and hitting him with like a super powered whatever IP they were, phaser whatever other IP they were going to use. What does Disney own? Lord, does Disney own Lord of the Rings? I don't, I don't think know. they do. I think. That's um, something else Disney. Mickey owns. Mouse uh, gloves could have popped onto his hands and he could have gone. Yes, and the power of the fucking mouse. Yeah. But, um, so he could have done that. You yeah, I feel like uh, I would have liked that to be more explicitly highlighted because it was a very quick, like, he grabs the glasses, he puts them on, dude. It's not like he considers for a moment what he's going to do and then does it. Well, it very much he puts them on himself, like, then he takes them off and puts them on, dude. So I thought that was the culmination of the choose to be kind thing. It didn't apply to anyone but him, <laughs> you know, but it was it was like a non-violent, non-killy uh, way, way of defeating dude, uh, which he didn't really have a lot of reason to think would work, but... Yeah, it, I don't know. I feel like I needed it to be more explicit than it was. Like, needed, I kind of, like, I get yeah. the reasoning behind it, but I was still like, you've done, you just have done nothing with this for so long that I'm not interpreting this the right way. And mm. that feels like a weakness of, like, it's a good decision. I like how he ended that fight. It's just not obvious enough for how obvious yeah. this movie well, has been so that, far. I don't, that wasn't the moral of the film. That was just a character quirk of Guy. Yeah, and it's, it's so much stronger than the actual moral of the film. Sue people for IP rights? I don't know. Something, yeah. Something, something know. like IP law? No, the guy you wanted, you should have been banging was before you all along. Yeah, I, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Antoine's enraged, and so he and Mauser go to do something direct. Uh, Buddy and Guy start running across the bridge. Keys is leaving the building when he sees Antoine and Mauser going into the server room. Uh-oh, they're going to destroy the servers directly. Um... Okay, okay. this is the part that drove me, like, this is where even I was starting to yell at the screen, because he goes, like, I realize that the whole thing about Taika Waititi is he doesn't actually know how any of this shit works, he's an Mm -hmm. idiot. Even, why didn't he just turn off the power? Yeah. Even, like, the most non, like, the most technophobe person in the world knows that you can switch off a computer. Why? Why did he feel he had to physically destroy things instead of like there? There would have been an like a pl- just unplug it, unplug, <laughs> unplug it, and don't plug it back in again. Problem yeah, solved. That, problem solved. Literally problem solved. He could have done this at any point during mm-hmm. this entire affair. Instead, he, he goes, grabs an axe and like starts swinging. Uh, Mauser tries to like talk him down, and at, only at this point, when Antoine is actively destroying the servers, does Mauser realize, "Wait, you actually did steal their code? Hey, are we the baddies?" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, man, figure this out three bad actions ago. Yeah, um, even the villain was like, "Seriously, you didn't get that I was evil?" Yeah. Uh, the he starts destroying Free City. It starts to like pixelate and crumble around them. He's, I guess, that's how what happens when you destroy a server. Uh, while a video game is still being live Again, streamed. we are so past it. That's not yeah. how that works. That We've entered a new... Yeah. Um, they see their world collapsing and they run as fast as they can across the bridge. Uh, Mauser tries to stop Antoine and Antoine just keeps demanding to know which server has the ocean and bridge on it. And eventually Mauser does stand up to him and is like, it's not your game, it's Keyes' game. And then he didn't... Keyes is my boy. You didn't, you didn't do yeah. shit on it. Uh, and this makes Antoine fire him and have security escort him out while he keeps smashing servers. So that did fucking nothing. Um, Guy and Buddy are nearly across the bridge when it splits in half and Buddy is left on the bridge that's rapidly disintegrating Uh, and Buddy in a very heartwarming moment to Guy is like keep going you know I'm not afraid this has been the best day of my life and you're my best friend as death scenes go it really was it wasn't bad like I suspected they were going to bring him back because he's coding you can just switch him back on but uh, yeah it was a touching moment yeah 
they're good friends. I wish they had done more with each other throughout the movie than the like three scenes we see them together in. But this was still like I, this was as close to eliciting an emotional response as this movie got from me. <laughs> so I can't take that from it. <gasps> Man, we had different reactions to this movie because yeah. I was boohooing at this point. I was like, <laughs> no, buddy. <laughs> I. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this also got to something that I was really hoping would have a reaction. It didn't. Buddy's tragic sacrifice causes the real world security guards watching the live stream in the building to say ah oh, that security guard is a hero the and then they don't yeah. do anything they're standing next to the door to the server room of the guy who is actively destroying the, doing server. the thing yeah and I was no, like, they, well, they, great now the security guards can go in and stop him and they don't uh yeah because there was a recurring theme of security guards sticking together and security yeah. tired is like uh, is a lifestyle choice and so security, many you know. dangling threads yeah but the only thing that really did was it let uh Beatrice or whatever her name was go get into the server room without being stopped yeah which I think like okay so why was Stranger didn't he go in with her as well yeah, like, the he whole, was in like, the building uh, yeah all three of those all three of those funky kids could have then gone in and they could have overpowered him any physically. single person could have ended this all, so many people in the building yeah. had to have been watching their life's work be destroyed before their eyes and no one went down to the server room and said hey Antoine, maybe don't. <laughs> maybe you're doing something kind of illegal here because I'm not actually sure, because you may be the CEO, I'm not sure you are allowed to physically assault, destroy things. It's This is dangerous. Yeah. Um, guy watches his world destroyed as the server is continually smashed. He keeps running across the bridge. Um, the whole world is watching this live stream. As I guess the live stream, su- video streaming li- support is the last server to be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> One of yeah, the final what's, functions what's added the UI to the game. Here is what I'm trying yeah. to figure out is like, oh yeah, God. who is who is broadcasting this? <laughs> who is still yeah. playing this game? There are no players yeah. left in this game. How are so you no able to see into it? this? Yeah, this server that is being shut down. How are you watching this? Said stream, but he also can't be playing this game right now. <laughs> yeah, again, it makes no sense, but it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Sure. Come on. The whole world's rallying. Uh, mm-hmm. Guy runs and hits the end of the bridge and jumps through into an invisible area. And after a moment's stunned silence, he lands in green verdant grass in the proof, the lush green area that reveals itself in Free City, the code that is the whole game created by Million Keys. All the NPCs cheer from the little corner of Free City yep. they're remaining in. Uh, Keys cheers, and just at this second, Millie arrives at the servers, shows Antoine that the whole world has seen the proof of their game being in there. And instead of him being like, I've been got, there's nothing I can do here. They could sue my ass for this. Uh, Antoine's like, good for you. I'm still going to destroy the server. Uh, And she's like, no, what if I just let you have our code and you just have to give me this server that has Free City on it. And you can make any sequel you want. Yeah, it was like Free City 2 and all other IPs. And I was like, okay. She she didn't want those. And also, she would not have had any legal right to those. No. Yes, she could sue you for using the code, and she could maybe even stop you from using the code, but Free City 2 was not going to have the code in anyway, yeah. and she doesn't own the IP of Free City. I don't. He's trade, she's trading him for shit that she doesn't own. No, she's <laughs> um, trading him nothing we, for nothing, is what's happening. Yeah, and he's like, this is the shittest deal. Like, she's, he's talking as if she's the one being dumb in this situation. Where she is basically bartering with his own property. It's crazy. She just wants the... The thing that she wants is like, I don't want money or fame. I just want the thing that me and Keys made so that I can keep working on this world. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. I still feel like he went about this the wrong way. How is no one else down in the server room at this point? Like, whatever. 
Um, well, we found out that, like, he... Because, like, despite making this deal, he still gets in tons of legal trouble. Yeah. Because everyone knows that he did it. Yeah, I'm like, this is a terrible deal for everyone involved. But apparently yeah, just she's is... not taking. Yeah, because just because she's not taking you to civil claims anymore doesn't mean what you did wasn't a crime. Yeah. You, like... There's still all of the gamers who can sue you for, like, various misrepresentations of the game because you shut down the server, booted everyone from it, probably deleted all of their purchased items, like... Which I'm not sure is, uh, is a crime, but, like, theft... The fact that he stole this shit is still a crime, even if you don't get sued for it. Yeah. She was suing him for it because she couldn't prove it. If which he is usually when you store all previously purchased property to them and they don't have something in terms of service about that, then there is yeah. a chance that he could get sued by the various users. But that is getting into a level of game-related law that, that I do not technically know. So. Yeah. <laughs> Nor yeah, did the movie. It, yeah, yeah, the movie. The, like the, the the reality of what she was suing him for and what this loose lawsuit was was so questionable. Yeah. And immediately after this agreement, uh, we cut to some time later where we get a news report that Free City 2's sales are plummeting as the game is a glitchy dun, dun, mess dun. that barely works because I guess not, you know. Which sure. was always the plan. Yeah. Uh, you like, know, there so. was never a world where it did work. All of his devs hated him. He didn't have the skills to code it himself. And like, he was aware. now Antoine's like, a social pariah as well. And like, there's no world where this to, Yeah. They said this to, like, even if nothing in this film had happened, this would still have happened. Yeah. Because he was Ill aware that he was putting out a piece of shit game. So, I, yeah, I'm not entirely sure why this wasn't a plot twist. This was just how this story was always going to it end. It doesn't really feel like Muppets because it feels like it was preordained. Yeah. This is something he, he didn't care if the game performed well. He just cared if the pre-sales made him a lot of money. Yep. And that wouldn't have changed because you don't find out a game is shit until it's out, you know. Yeah. But also, like, pre-sales aren't, like... Yeah, that's, that's... Again, it's not really showing how business works either. No. Uh, meanwhile, Keys, Millie, and Mauser are working on continually updating and building their own game from Millie's apartment, which I guess can house the entire server system on which the remains yeah. of Free City again, existed and also their own game. But, yeah, but it also... Now, this he, they have ported over the code, which mm -hmm. apparently they agreed to, but they've also given... They've now sold the code or given the license of the code to Taika Waititi yeah. as part of this bargain. So he could now sue them... For running this server. Yes, at this point, I think it's just that they've won and we have to understand that because... Yeah. And now, yeah, so th this amazing video game they've created is now Free City, but with dinosaurs yeah, and electric cars. Free and... Life. And people love yeah. watching these NPCs live and their lives. And it's now, yeah, it's now, it's it's now Second Life that you don't even get to take part in. And yeah. these, guys, these NPCs just kind of live and do what mm. they want. And I guess it's like, it's reality TV now? Yeah, I guess. Um, or voyeurism, depending on how, depending on what these NPCs are getting up to. Uh, Millie drops a line about Keys being cute when he brags, and when he's talking about how well they're doing. And with the encouragement of Mauser, he asks her out for coffee, but she just jumps back into the game, free life, and it's like, ah, she didn't notice my my immediate attempt to ask her out. Um, yeah. We see the utopian free city. It's kind of solar punky. There's like plants growing all over the ruins of the city, free city city itself. Everyone's roaming around having fun. There's dinosaurs, whatever. It's a great world. Um, Guy and Millie go for a walk in the game and she goes to say something but he picks it up for her and he's like I know I'm so dreamy and the perfect guy but I'm not real Convenient convenient ending that Ryan Reynolds yeah. is a guy is perfectly fine with her not loving him and yeah. they, she can't have a relationship with someone who exists in a different universe to her basically Yeah he basically says for her like you know I'm I don't want to be I don't your live e in the same world as you you can't live yeah. in my fake world uh 
I think because his programming has now evolved past his original coding where he was told he was in love with her. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, I, you know, I am in love with you, but I also am aware that's coding and I choose not to follow up on that, which is, you know, that's fine. Yeah, um, sure. I love yeah, the, then... the idea of going beyond what you were programmed to do and like him moving on from an idealized version of her is one thing. It just feels like it was more in service of the like, well, we can't let her end up with a video game like we've been setting up for this whole movie. So we must instead yes. give her to... She this must end up romantically was... linked with this other guy who we have yeah. had hanging no, around. That, then we we get back into my. The, this is the part of the movie I genuinely did hate. Uh, I don't uh, where you know, Ryan, you know, guy explains to her that like his feelings were written by someone. She yeah. should go find the person who wrote. He's them, a love letter written by things. whoever wrote his programming, yeah. and she realizes, she go, yeah, somewhere out there's the author. Yeah, and that, and then you have this moment of realization on her face, and she runs off to go and smooch him, yeah. and it's like. That implies, and this is again falling into this friend zone bullshit that I hate in my least favorite romantic subplot, is that the only thing standing between her reciprocating his affections is awareness of them. It's implied mm -hmm. that this entire time, the only reason she didn't love him back is because she didn't wasn't aware of it. So it's like it implies, you know. I, I would have been fine that she just didn't feel that way about him because you can have. Despite what, you know, you can have a good-looking guy and a good-looking girl existing in the same space and then not being both in love with the other. Yeah. You know? It, so I like, I thought it would have been a more mature ending for her to not choose Guy and then not choose Stranger Things because mm. she does just feel about him like a friend and he could accept that or not. That's up to him. That's, you know, the friend zone is a thing of, that he's created by choosing to continue to be around this person who doesn't love him back. And, but no, it's just like she, as soon as she realizes that he has feelings for her, she immediately realizes that she has feelings for him. Yeah. And I, and again, I know that this movie is not trying to be smart, but I, I say that that is my least favorite uh, kind of romantic subplot because it perpetuates this myth that if you just keep waiting she'll eventually like you back and it all yeah. that it is inevitable that a man plus woman equals love and it, you know? the, it, the disney of this movie really shows through in this last bit where she like runs to him in the coffee shop and they kiss in the middle of the street or whatever and it's like yeah, while he was getting her milk and two sugars or whatever yeah medium coffee cream two sugars at like midnight it's dark out when they're doing this yeah uh, weird. not I that i've had coffee. Co not had coffee at nighttime but that was also I, like get I mean, a different I'm, drink i am, <laughs> I am post 35 so if i have coffee after six i'm fucked yeah so. uh but, it, you know, no Disney movie can end with, like, a woman without a love interest. And if they are, like, they're like, we're not doing Guy, which I like for Guy because I'm like, oh, it shows that he's moving beyond, like, the bounds of his programming. That's very sweet. I get that point. Like, that I don't have any problems with. But, like, well, because we've decided that Guy can't up end up with her, she has to have someone else to end up with. It's just, like, it's a really antiquated way of going about this. She's already, like, tenuously a kind of poorly written character to also make her, like, female protagonist who has to end up with uh you know the the golden boy yeah. good good boy hacker guy who's pined for yeah, his whole and the time implication just, that yeah he yeah. he deserves to have his feelings reciprocated which again that leads into that mm -hmm. incel mindset that just could yeah. yeah he deserves her because especially he likes after her. they show you in the exact scene before it like oh his feelings weren't like his date she didn't accept and yeah. he seemed her fine natural with that. response was to be oblivious and not interested yeah. so he shot his it, shot it, she said no and yeah. But it was only because she didn't realize. It was only because uh, she didn't realize he was. She was so. She's such a hashtag gamer girl uh, that she was so. She didn't realize that he was making a romantic gesture for a movie that already handled the romance so poorly, and that it was kind of barely there, other than the point of like breaking the guy, the you know, breaking guy from his routine. Uh, this movie didn't need to have a romantic ending, and I think it's poorer for it. 
Um, yeah. The real like emotional core that they do return to right before the credits roll is guy is walking with dude talking about how he's you know missing his best friend buddy and then he sees buddy across the street and they reunite and you know buddy explains how he made it back and how happy they are to be in the world and ending on the bromance was cute yeah Yeah. i'm like that is the human emotional core of the movie and ending on that makes sense you didn't need to have them the other two kiss in the scene before and it would have wanted to have a believable romantic ending you should have had guy and buddy kiss (laughs) (laughs) or guy and dude kiss that would have been hilarious (laughs) i'm just like i love to get back to this thing that like kind of had to develop throughout the movie and like you didn't get the time it deserved because the romantic stuff kind of took precedence to it and like this is much better uh and the one thing i can say about this movie that i really appreciated is it did not have an end credit scene that was the single most surprising thing to me about this movie is i watched ah. the credits and like there's no end credit scene i don't have to watch any more like sequel hooks for this movie i i hope they don't make a sequel because they've done this is think not a story a that has I don't think any that this movie possible did well enough for it to be greenlit for a sequel <laughs> It did, okay, I mean, I, I, it had good reviews. I wasn't aware of how well it... Because it went straight to streaming, I think, because it was during the pandemic times yeah. that it came out. So. I, think, I don't different know if it made of, enough money. Different levels of success for streaming versus movie appearances, because, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I don't think we'll ever... We'll never really know how well it did, because Disney doesn't mm-hmm. exp- doesn't reveal that kind of shit on streaming. Yeah. But, but uh, that is free guy um I, I i'd like to do some final thoughts here because i think you and i had two Please. very different reactions to this movie and this will give the we viewers did. an opportunity to watch it for themselves if they'd like uh and make their own review because as described obviously people can have very different reactions to this movie but dom please yeah. how tell me your final thoughts on free guy i i was i went into this not expecting anything smart and it delivered uh like i, said, I it was always to the point where that's not how video games works well, I was aware of that all the way through, but I've seen much, much more egregious examples of it. Because they do, they had the get out clause in this that there is at least a, uh, the world's greatest adaptive algorithm working behind the scenes. So I do acknowledge that there is more potential for things to happen in this video game that don't happen in regular ones. Ones that's just like, oh, they're playing Assassin's Creed, but the entire game is basically a cutscene, and somehow that's still a video game. That shit annoys me, whereas this this had just enough wriggle room from the setup that I was willing to accept it. I mean, it didn't, like, so it was, as I pointed out, and we, we were laughing about all the way through this, there was a lot of shit that's like, okay, that, do- that wouldn't happen in an MMORPG, that just doesn't make sense. But it never got quite to the point of bothering me enough that I wasn't enjoying just Ryan Reynolds being a silly guy. So, I, I guess, like I said, I, I went in with very specific expectations for this movie, and it met them perfectly. In contrast, I would say that I went in with no expectations of this movie because I missed it when it came to streaming, and it just never popped back up on my radar. And I think the problem for me with this, in a way that similar... Like, the movie that comes to mind is similar to this for me, are Spy Kids 3D Game Over and Ready Player One. And... I I've kind of, of those. like, like I've seen Spy Kids 3D Game Over and I love that movie, even though it is objectively so much sillier and low budget and ridiculous. But I think that that has a heart that lets me kind of look past the often illogical parts of it. This movie feels like it was written by someone who doesn't like video games and has only heard of mm. them through like terminology that they've Googled or like a kid in a different room saying words to them. And I think that lack of heart leads them to put too much emphasis on trying to prove they know how video games work and too much adherence to the real world plot line. 
that you kind of lose the really interesting thing that this movie posits, which is this like NPC choosing to be a good person and growing through that. And because of that, it, it, it makes it hard to look past all of the, you know, not quite tre- mm. correct gamer terminology and the kind of illogical actions the real people are taking and how does that yeah. all affecting the game? And I the, like, with, I, yeah, it, there it was like very, 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 very little uh, player, actual player interaction in this. They were the only people who really mattered were Molotov Girl, who was mm-hmm. uh, Millie. What's it? Millie and Channing Tatum's character, who was just there for yucks. They are yeah. the only two player characters who, aside from gags where he's killing them and taking their sunglasses, ever actually interact with guys. So I do, I do agree that there was a big mis- mixed missed opportunity for people to put into practice what they've learned about being kinder mm-hmm. to NPCs. And again, I'm not saying that we all do actually need to stop killing NPCs in video games. <laughs> At this point, it is just coding. If we do ever discover these things are self-aware, then yes, we should stop killing them because that's evil. Yeah, but but- or, um, at the moment, it's it, NPCs don't care if you kill them. They're not real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is an element of the idea of choosing like guy chose kindness because he lived in this world he exists in the world and there was consequences for his actions mm-hmm. that he saw and felt player characters face no con- like they are rewarded for doing bad mm-hmm. so yes if they if they'd created a situation where the player characters chose to do good or chose just not to take part rather than do bad that would have yeah. absolutely had a much stronger it emotional almost felt result like- the movie was so obsessed with trying to prove its gamer cred and that it knew what it was talking about, that it overlooked the actual human story that it had set up Mm. because so much of the reactions we see are people reacting directly to the technological terms or like people are saying, Oh, I'm really influenced by this blue shirt guy because he's making me think about NPCs. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's great. But what you should be thinking about is the other thing that's been said in this scene, which is that he's getting points by doing good and that's set up very early on as like an unpopular choice but that clearly that effect could have been carried through and in that way i think like they're setting themselves up for a really interesting story but they almost have to take a step back from the technological side which this movie seemed unwilling to do at all costs even though it was wrong about a lot of the technology i will say there was a time period where doing the right thing and being a hero was the norm in video games. Mm. Having an evil option and or having LOL crime was the minority for for a while, I thought. I mean, I, I know Grand Theft Auto goes all the way back to, like, the 90s, or the, you know... It feels like but... it's relegated to specific video games. Like, it, it was more unpopular, I would say, in, like, RPGs for a long time to have an evil route, or, like, to have an evil route that wasn't, like, the exception, yeah. not the rule. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it used to be good, good versus evil. We kind of just assumed that good was the good. You know, mm-hmm. we wanted the good guys to win. So the um, morality being optional... Yeah. I th- I think is a relatively, and I say relatively, I mean the last 20 years, yeah. a relatively new thing in gaming culture, because uh, it, sometimes it's fun just to let loose and be a serial killer. Uh, I think it gets to like the type of game too, because this is clearly based mm. on like a Grand Theft Auto, you know, the, the MMO Grand Theft Auto first person shooter of it all, where a lot of the yeah. encouragement is player versus player. And like you have an f- open sandbox to do crime, which but there are missions. Yes, yeah. so mission- I'm assuming there was a lot of PVP that was going on in the background mm-hmm. that we never saw. But so yes, I regarding morals and stuff, I and overarching messages, I do acknowledge this film gets very murky. <laughs> yeah, I, I just so. I think this movie falls flat for me because I I've struggled to connect with it, 
And because of that, I couldn't shut off my brain and just like enjoy when Ryan Reynolds was being a charming guy or like, you know, Channing Tatum's not bad in this movie. It's funny to see him do the little Fortnite dance, I guess, even if I think it overstayed its welcome a little bit. There's not like everything about it is so awful, but it just felt so soulless to me that I, I couldn't in good conscience be like, this was dumb fun where like a Spy Kids 3D, none of that makes any sense. But for me, that is like, but I think that movie's fun. I still enjoyed mm. watching that. <laughs> Oh, I will say, okay, so I, I discovered this movie through the clever... Because they brought in a bunch of YouTubers, partly for the recognition and partly for mm-hmm. the free advertising. You get people with millions of subscribers talking about, oh my gosh, I'm going to be in a movie of Ryan Reynolds. So mm-hmm. I, I was drawn into it through that marketing technique because I'm a big Jacksepticeye simp. And like he... But there was a very funny thing that if you're aware, if you're watching his cameos, apparently they not they spell his channel name wrong. Huh. His in the, like the URL I think, and also he if you look paying attention he loses like six million subscribers between appearances when you see that he's streaming the game, Oof. and you see his chat yeah so there's this that level of like lack of attention to detail I think does show up in the yeah. film. No, and but overall you know it's hard to say whether listeners should watch this movie or not because obviously we had two very different opinions on it. So listeners, mm-hmm. this is your chance here at the end of the episode to decide for yourself. Will you choose route A or route B? <laughs> Which dialogue dumb. option would you yeah. prefer? <laughs> it's dumb fun, and if you want to watch some dumb fun, it's fine. It's a, this is a I, I, I actually I really hate the term switch off your brain mm-hmm. and and that sort of thing. You don't have you don't have to make excuses for a movie, but like I said, I found it just on the correct side of amusing that I was willing to forgive the fact that it's dumb as shit. And I did not. <laughs> and this is Two paths diverged in a wood on this album. Two paths diverged on this podcast, and you, is, listener, yeah. can, can take you into listen, the one you less You play a character who's looking at these two NPCs, offering yes. you different dialogue choices, can choose which one you go with. Sophia approves or Dom approves will yeah, appear Dom depending disapproved. on which route you choose. Yeah. Which, which one of us are you looking to romance is the real question. <laughs> so. But uh, Dom, I had a lot of fun with this podcast, regardless of how I felt about the movie. Thank you so much for coming on again. Oh, thanks uh, for, thanks if, for inviting me back. Yeah, if our listeners want to hear more from you, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Dominic Noble on YouTube. Just type my name in. I, I've managed to win the uh, algorithm war on that Ooh. title. <laughs> uh, or, you know, you can find me on X, formerly known as Twitter, Dominic two underscores Noble. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on OnlyFans, but we'll, we won't delve into that too far. Uh, but most, YouTube's the main thing. Come If you like adaptation reviews, like looking at films or TV series that were based on books, uh, and some nerdy British guy describing how what they changed and how I think it, how well I think they did it. Then maybe check me out. You absolutely uh, should make some. I've got a really good editor, so the, the videos are really well edited. <laughs> Whoa, crazy! Uh, but no, Dom stuff is great. Absolutely, get give him some love. Check it out. Links to all of that is down in the show notes below. Um, I'm off to log on to my second life where uh, some sentient AI have started to, you know, just buy coffees. I heard they make a mean cappuccino that I, the player in the real world, cannot taste, but I'm super excited to see the animation for. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Thank you so much for listening. Dom, catch you next time and uh, log it off, I guess. <laughs> love y'all. Catchphrase. Catchphrase. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Movie Struck. 
We'll be back on February 5th with another thrilling installment. But if you miss us before then, feel free to email us at moviestruckpod at gmail.com. Check us out on social media. Check out the official Moviestruck Discord server for fun conversations with other listeners. And if you enjoyed the show, please consider rating us or leaving a review on your preferred podcast platform. And if you really enjoyed the show, consider becoming a patron for even more exclusive content like monthly patron-selected movie reviews. I'd like to give a special thank you to all the patrons who joined us last month in December. It's because of you guys and all the folks over on Patreon that I'm able to keep the cat currently trying to jump onto my desk because I started talking at it in the good cat food. Ziggy, you want to come say thank you? Perfectly timed. So a special thank you to B, Drakendrea, and Kay, and everyone else over on Patreon uh, for helping me keep this show running. 